describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. some quick announcements. Uh, BroadCon 23, Orcus Fest, All Hail Orcus, Feast of Orcus, September 29th through October 1st at the Doubletree Orlando 5780 Major Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32819. BroadCon is coming. It's coming like a freight train. Uh, do I have my... Uh... No, I don't have it. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, I do. BroadCon is coming. There we go. So, uh, we uh, we do. Well, I think we have an announcement, right? We, we we talked to someone about an announcement. Yes, go ahead and make that announcement. You don't remember the announcement? Well, of course I do, James. I just wanted you to be the one to uh, be able to announce. You'd like it. me to give you a hint? Yes. We spoke to someone early on Sunday morning. Oh, indeed. Well, because that's you know, I sort of figured it was going to happen. So I think I'd already, you know... You already baked that into I would have been very disappointed if it didn't happen. Right, well, so I think it was more confirming yes. what we had really expected, but, but we were thrilled yes. to learn it. Yes, right. So Carlos Lysing, our dear friend from Castle Entertainment, is scheduled to write the official uh, Grog Talk, uh, GrogCon module for the thing. And he is very excited to, for it. He loves the material All Hail Orcus. He was thrilled to hear that. So we are very happy to have him write the official module. And he will be down in Orlando to run it, assuming there's no major hurricane that comes through again. And this takes a lot of pressure off of us. Because right. people are always like, is Carlos coming? Carlos right. is running something, right? I'm gonna right. Be, I want to be in Carlos's game. Right. So this takes I don't want to be in your game if, unless you're the only thing we have. That's right. It's literally, that's what happens. Uh, so anyway, he will be here, and, and he's very excited. So we're happy to have him. And let's just let's note he has taken to heart the theme. That's right, of all hail Orcus. All hail Orcus. He thinks there's something to work with there. So <laughs> there's some material. It's not really as uh, light as that. So um, I haven't talked to Dan about this, so we're going to talk about this live. But. Um, on Twitter. You're not a Twitter guy, are you, right? No, I've, no, I've been banned. Oh, Remember you've been banned. I told you that. I was banned. I, when I, I, the first time I used it, I got banned. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I had it as my, what do the kids call it, an avatar? Is that avatar? face? Yeah, I guess. I had the, the half-orc picture from the player's handbook, and I don't know if that was some sort of picked up as some sort of copyright violation or that something. That can't be. I see so much copyrighted crap up there. Well, that's what I would have thought. But yeah, no, Amelia was suspended. Wow, maybe they didn't trust that you were you. 
they re they read your bio and th didn't think you were a, nor a human. They thought you may have been right created by some right. Eastern European uh, syndicate right to to stir trouble. Right. Maybe they thought you were part of the election collusion. Well, you know, they what be... were you doing in 2016, hey, Dan? They... I didn't know you back then. It wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> I didn't know you. Were you stirring up trouble? So, so I am not an active Twitter user. Ah. So anyway, as I was looking, a Crystal Thorne, who is a follower of us, said, "This one's almost done." She's apparently an artist, and she did this lovely artwork, and uh, she's going to be. Well, this this was a few days ago at the Virginia Ren Fair. Uh, oh, it's a, it was like a Renaissance fair. Yeah. I assume Ren Fair, Ren, right? Renaissance fair. Mm -hmm. She she ran a game, and she said. They had ran a 1E game made up of players who only played 5E. They had a blast, used lots of stuff from Grog Talk. Get out. Right. That's so fantastic. This is the artwork that she made. That's sensational. So, of course, uh, we, we said, oh, that is. Oh, and wait, what I love about this artwork, it, that's, that's, that's got 1E spirit to it, doesn't it? Right, exactly. So for those who can't see, it's a red dragon and there's a female. I don't know if she's a warrior. It's kind of perched beside the dragon, and he's barking off, not really flaming fire, but like he's yelling in the distance. It's a very, very evocative uh, uh, picture. As are, as are many of the, the, the drawings from back in the day, I'd say she's about AC-10. Yes. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. So uh, I said, you know, I, of course, I'm the, since you are banned from Twitter, I, <laughs> I, I keep the flame of the... Uh, Twitter for us, and I said, "Oh, thank you, so great. Anything we can do to help you or inspire you, if it's our platterings uh, that inspire you to do artwork." She, she said, "Oh, that's great. Uh, with, is there any subject you want us?" Basically, she wanted to know if there was a piece of art that she would like to, we would want her to make. Wow! So I so subject matter. So yeah. uh, we said, "Well, of course, if you listen to Grog Talk, you know how no, we I'm do." Uh, you gave me a book of gnomes. Then a lot of those canoodling. gnomes were AC ten canoodling. <laughs> yeah, they were a lot of AC ten gnomes. Um, so, so, and that's fine. If I suggested that people come up with a list, uh, send your either put them in Discord or put it in. Uh, yes, uh, put them in Discord. Put it in the chat. A theme or subject matter. And then we will we will put ours and we will randomly roll it because that's what we do. Okay. And I would say so. Oh, gnomes. Gnomes is not enough. I mean, you can't just say gnomes. It has to gnomes be a theme. Canoodling. Okay. So Dan has put gnomes. No, canoodling. I did not put that. Well, shouldn't someone put orcus? I mean, it's all hail orcus. It's 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 whatever we want, and then the mm -hmm. dice are going to determine it. So, oh, but it can't just be a one word. I mean, this, the artist needs a little bit more. I mean, she doesn't need a three hundred page dissertation. You know, it's not like a module you'd be writing, but a right. little more than gnomes. Right. It's a, a theme, a subject that you like. So if you if you're uh, uh, if you are interested and you want to play this game this time next time uh, next time, I need to have it either in the Discord or on Twitch, Twitter, or um, you can send it info at grogcon.com. You can send the, the 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 subject of the artwork, then we will compile those, roll it, and we will let her know. That is very exciting. And what I, what I'm going to, of course, suggest is it's the some kind of oil hair, of course, for the uh, 
Now, she, she seems to work in more Renaissance fantasy world, too. It's not like she's going to do like a, a manga kind of style of artwork. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, there's different kind of styles of artwork. She has, she's more of a fantasy style. But what's the other one that you said? It's like the Japanese cartoon. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, if you want stick figures, that's not her. Got it. Apparently. Okay. So, uh, we want to come up with a list. And then, of course, the dice don't lie. We'd have the dice roll, and that will be the subject. I'm going to be putting in something for the t-shirt. You know, that we can take, she can take a picture of it, and we could use it as the print for, oh. for the garage. That's my thing. So, yeah. I have to come up with it. You're always thinking. I'm always thinking. Well, and then if we sell the T-shirts, we can give her a proceeds of that. I'm, I'm sure she'll be able to retire based on the shirt, the shirt proceeds from this. This is her. This is what she was looking forward to. So she, again, she, she, what, what, hitched her wagon to the wrong horse. That's, that's right. So I think she's coming for the AD and D uh, type talk, not the uh, yeah. chance to become a, a thousandaire, as right. we like to call it. So I thought that I, I had not shown you that, so I figured you thought that was impressive, and it was, I thought it was amazing. So, and, it's, and you concur, which is always good. Of course I concur. Uh, all right, so you're going to come up with more than gnomes by next canoodling. time. No, gnomes canoodling, really. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, you said that. I will come up with more. Damn. Okay. All right. And of course, in the meantime, you can go out to Grognard's Guild Online, which is our Discord, which is our meetup, which uh, has games you can play by post or online, or if you want, set up a game in person. You know, just, again, that's how Dan and I got together. Dan and his friend Ed, they set up the meetup. They said, we want to play first edition, and you had lots of people come. Right. And uh, well, friends ensued and frivolity. Lots of we thought the over-under would be one. One. And right. you got way over that. Yes. If you took the over, you made you made out like a, kid, the, a bandit. The first game I ran had lots of players. That's right. The first game. Oh, really? Well, it decreased. But but then it's stable. I mean, when I went, yeah. I, I wasn't in the first game. I was in, what, the third game That's or something? True. And there were still six people. So it never got, I mean, I don't recall it less than that. So I think you're selling yourself short. Okay. All right. So now we're moving on to... Uh, we, the Empire, actually, I did it. I asked the accounting and the heraldry departments to do an audit of titles. Uh, those were legitimate expense. Oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, we weren't interested in your expenses. Oh, okay. I, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> that's, that's it. well, you know, the internal audit has cycles through various things. That'll be, in the, that'll be the summer audit. This audit was the number of patrons versus the titles we had given out. And there appear to be some clerical errors, and there appear to be that we may be short a couple of titles. So we are going to rectify that today. Oh, got it. Well, they better get good ones then. Right. Well, unfortunately, the dice may not decide to do that. I assume they're going to be good ones. So, Dan, what do we, how do we hand out titles? So when you become a member of the Grog Empire, you are entitled to get a title which is randomly rolled from an old article in Dragon Magazine. Right, we have the best of. Which is the best of. I think it's from number 25. And it is, what do you call a 25th level wizard? It is by Brian Bloom. And we roll and you get your title and then we announce it right here. You see it happen, it happens in real time. Right. So who is up first? So Michael S. Uh, lives uh, in Levittown, New York. Uh, and so we, I assume he's going to claim Levittown, New York. Okay. So I will hold the book. Are you going to hand the book? Oh, actually, you, you sit over there now. You can handle the book. I'll roll. 
Okay. Do you know right. how this works? I do. So first off, I need a D15. Uh, eight. Lord. The, okay, Lord. Yep, next. Okay, so now it's the his, her, most, ever, all. So I need a... One. Um, his, Lord. his most. So his most. Lord, his, most. Yep, okay. I need a D30. 20. Sublime. Okay. Now, okay. D30, please. Two. Immensity. Can you spell that? I-M-M. I-M-M-E-N-E-N-S-I-T-Y. Immensity, just like it sounds. Orson Welles. Exactly. In later years. Yes. D-15. D-15. Three. Duke. Immensity Duke. Okay. D-60. D-60. So we do a D-30 and a 6 to determine. So it is a 35. The unsurpassed. The unsurpassed, yeah. D30. 10. Victor over. Okay, Victor over Levittown. That, that is his title. So, so, he's, so he could be like the sublime victor. Yes. He could be the, boy, immensities. You got, I feel like you need to work with immensity, don't you? Yeah. The sublime immensity. That sounds... The sublime immensity. <laughs> it sounds like a monster manual, too. <laughs> oh, my God, it's a sublime immensity. <laughs> what kind of immensity are we fighting? Sublime. No. <laughs> oh. His immensity is sublime. Wow. That, that's probably what they would, like, call him behind his back. Right. Oh, yeah, so you have your sublime immensity? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. It's the bottom of Well, it's up to him. Right, of course. It's totally up to him, of course. Yes. Well, so we are now going to proclaim the title. So uh, by the power from us, vested by us, to you, Michael, you are now forever known in the Grog Empire, as long as your payments are still made, to as Michael, Lord, his most sublime immensity. Duke, the unsurpassed victor over Levittown. Congratulations. Long may you reign. Post your thing on the uh, on the Google chat on the chatty, so I have it just in case I. All right, very good. And for our second title, we have Mr. James Stubber Stubblefield, who is from Castaic, 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 California. Yeah, Castaic, California. Do we have anyone from California? Yes, we have people from California. Hmm. So we don't know if this is. So James, where is Castaic? Is I, that I, is that it's in California. Northern Cal, Southern? I, I feel like it sounds like it's Northern California. Do we have New York? Do we have anyone from New York? Oh yes. Now Levittown was that that like model town? Yes. I, uh, is that Levittown? I don't I think know. so. Yes. Awesome. So I think that's Long Island. I think that's Long Island. Oh, I was gonna ask if it was upstate. Okay. I, no, I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, now we're gonna do some. Levittown is for those keeping. Oh, it has a Wikipedia entry. Yes, yeah, Long Island. Long Island, so it was the model town. Okay. I feel like it was. Okay. That was done after, yep. And then the other one. The original celebration. Yes, the original, uh, the original Sun City uh, for those the villages, but not for old people. Uh, 
It's in Los Angeles. I was wrong. It's, it's, it's part of the northwest part of North Los Angeles County. Yeah, if I'm a Democrat, am I allowed to live in the villages? Okay, so where is Castell? It's nearest Los Angeles. That would be that would be south. Southern California. Okay, got it. All right. All right. Yes. So we I so we are ready to hand him a title, Mr. Stubblefield. So what do I roll? I need a D15. D15. 30. So that'd be 15. Master. The master. The master. Master. Master, yeah. Okay, uh, we need a D. I really think we just need a D two here. Okay, what two? Two, uh, ever all. The ever all. I think that's the way it's supposed to work. So I was always confused by number two. It says his, her, then friend most ever all. So I assumed it's his, her most, or the ever all. See that? Uh, yeah. That's the way I viewed it. No. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Well, let's do it this way. Well, hey, I'm in charge of the. the I, yeah. I got the book, buddy. Right. You. So you want ever all? Yep. Yep. The master. Ever all. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, I see. It's his, her, most or ever all. <laughs> We're confused. We've done this for how long? Oh, now, now you're gonna throw everything into uh, into. Everyone's into gonna be complaining about the about the uh, their titles in the past. Right. I, I, we didn't do an audit on the veracity of the titles. We just did an audit on if we have enough titles. What would you like it to be? I would like it to be Master um, Ever. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what it is. Got it. Let's do it. This is D30. D30, please. 20. Sublime? Again? Oh, yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, okay. A lot of sublimes. The Ever All Sublime. Yep. Okay. They're cousins. Apparently. D30. 24. Piety. Piety. Oh, he's a cleric. Sad. Okay. Holy yeah. Holy diver. Yeah. You've been down too long in the... Yep. In the, okay, D15. 29. I'm rolling high today. So that's, that's a, a 15. A prince. Piety prince. E squared. E squared. D60. Oh, D60. Uh, 30, 36. Miraculous. Oh, he's definitely yeah, a cleric. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, he's going to be like our, oh, he'll be like our. Cler the official cleric? Yeah, don't you think? Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably. He's a half-orc. He's probably a Scientologist. Fourth level half-orc. Yeah. Scientologist? <laughs> California. Yeah. New age. Uh, D30, please. 25. Uh, D3 25, yep. Terrorov. Ooh. He was almost the horror of. 26 is horror of. <laughs> we gotta get that at some point. Oh, he's a miraculous. Oh, man, he has lots of stuff. He could be like this. Obviously, you gotta have terror in there, right? Yeah. So he could be like the sublime terror. Sublime, that's right. Prince terror. <laughs> the miraculous terror. The, yeah, the. Uh, yeah, it's it's got to be the the miraculous. I like the miraculous terror. The miraculous terror. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a horrible cleric. <laughs> he's not believing. He can either. Yeah, he's, it's it's miraculous, but it's terrifying at wow. the same time. So that's very cool. Yes. Good for him. All right. So, uh, like what, we heard, what, what was what was the name of that album from uh, the Cedar One Dad? 
Something the acolyte? Oh, the, the discipline, discipline the acolyte. Yeah. <laughs> that's some, some reason that came to my mind. Well, it's probably that's probably his story. It is. Oh, that's right. That album was about him. It's autobiography. <laughs> the inspiration. Yeah. Exactly right. All right. Well, we are ready to bestow Mr. James Stubblefield his title. James, you will now be known in the Grave Empire as the master ever all sublime. Heidi Prince, Miraculous Terror of Castaic. Congratulations. What I like about Castaic is it sounds like you would go out there to sort of, uh, you know, to like set up a little, uh, you know, religious outpost. Right. Don't you think? Yes. Little temple. Uh, temple, what do they used to call those? No, they're not shrines. They're not chapels. They used to. The Catholics used to do that. Yeah, you know, no, I absolutely do not. Well, the, the, they would go and they'd settle these pueblos with things. Yeah, uh, someone's going to mention it because I, I, they're smarter than us. Yes, that's it's a it's a fancy term and I can't remember. Oh, anyway, moving on. Uh, have have we heard from Go Delicious anymore? Uh, no, I no. We probably need to put an APB out at yeah. some point. So I got to remind. Milk cartons. APB. And milk cartons. Have you seen this? Have you seen this, have you seen this goat? Because <laughs> he's he's he just needs to be back by by October, late September. Uh, yeah, by late September, exactly. All right. So, uh, but speaking of M. W. Lewis, maybe he is keeping uh, Go Delicious until his his. Uh, Kickstarter is done. We did back his Kickstarter, but he does need some oh, help. Oh, he's holding him hostage. Right. Well, that's what he should do. Bail. Uh, that's right. MW List, you need to. <laughs> the goat gets it. You need to. If if uh, the goat gets it, if, if if my Kickstarter doesn't get done. If you want to save Go Delicious, you need to back his Kickstarter right now. Go for to those, Kickstarter. And for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, a new viewer, that's Go right. Delicious is a stuffed goat who is traveling the country visiting members of the Grog Empire, being shown a good time. Right. And if you move to the left or right, you'll show that for those who are not doing the podcast, we have an empty spot in our wall where this is where he should be. And he has been traveling here, there, and everywhere. He's living the life that we've liked. He's been to All Japan. Right. He's been to uh, New York. But he is not here. Because he was the... The greatest of all time, except for the Red Dragon. That killed him. Yes. So, um, a mission. It's called a mission. I apologize. That's oh. what it was called. Missions, they were called. A mission. Yes. I thought you said Galicia's on a mission. That's right. Yeah, he's on a mission, too. A mission. They were called missions. So, we sent him out there for a mission, and he's, right. he's terrible. And he's a terror. Yeah. We have not flipped the page yet. Hello, Carlos. Yes. This is, a, this is our first show in March, so we have to flip. We're going to do that shortly. People are... Mm -hmm. They are ready to see our things. You know what's interesting about the uh, the terror is that he is a terror, but he's got the highest conversion rate. Right, right. To to to, to. of all the pastor <laughs> folks, when when they do the roll call, when they have their quarterly meetings yes. and they get together. All right, uh, Prefect uh, Carlos, what did you get? Twenty two percent. The uh, the miraculous terror, one hundred percent. Yes, he's, he's like Saddam Hussein. He's the commission in gold pieces. He's earning. He's killing it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, oh, and by the way, if you have not done it, 
Mad Libs, we're doing Mad Libs. Look at the top of the ch chat. I was asked to put the, it's the second one up there. Please put in your, your items. We, so. can't, we can't do it without your help. That's right. AKA, well, actually, yeah. No one has submitted. So without <laughs> any submissions, then you know it's going to be about nuns. That's so glittering. Cute. Glittering, wet nuns. That's all you're going to get. So here's a chance to work on that. Um, anyway, so if you want to support that, go out to Kickstarter. The, the link is, uh, it's also in our Discord. So with that said, um, moving on to our next item, Grog Talk Easing, also known as Flipping and Turning, from Smoldering Gun Dung Games. For those who are patrons, you have access to issue 11. It just came out. It just hit, the, just dropped, as the kids like to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's available for preview because you're a patron and then to the general public and for sale in a week or two. So once again, Rob and the crew are Tim Cass, which was kind of sad because I was looking at issue 37 for our interview. That was the, that, that's the issue that it was announced and Tim Cass was set leaving uh, Dragon, I mean, oh. leaving TSR. Oh, I, I, okay. How about that? Very sad. It was sad. So uh, he'd been there four years. He was employee number one, if I remember correctly. That's amazing that he had been there that many years, and it was only, what, 19, Four. Yeah, it was 19, four years. Well, that's a long time. Yeah, I guess back then. So, uh, issue, yeah, high school, buddy. That's, that's right, all high school. Issue 11 is done, and it's available if you're a patron, uh, or you can go out to smolderingdunggames.com, and I'm sure you can get a subscription, and he'll be happy to get you on the roll. So... Uh, again, congratulations. Uh, it's about the under undercity, not the under, not the dark, not the drow land, but it's the things under the city, the sewers, the catacombs, and that kind of thing. And again, a great, uh, a great issue that I haven't read the whole thing. All right, moving on. Uh, we've we also have so if you like all this madness and nonsense, please like and subscribe on YouTube, iTunes review. If you do that, we will put it up in uh, warts and all. And also, if you want to consider becoming a patron, that helps us keep the lights on, literally. Or if you don't want to make that commitment, you still want to support the show, go out to our store and buy a T-shirt, a mug, or something like that. That would be very nice. Now, since we are waiting for Mad Libs, uh, let's do the best of 1983. Okay. 40 years ago today. Well, you want to flip the calendar first, or you want to do the 40 years? Well, let's... We can do the calendar because I know people are anxious yes. about that. So here we go. So this is a this is the official Dungeons and Dragons calendar for nineteen eighty three. Yes, and we are ready to flip it to March. So and it is all it's all dragons, isn't it? No, is it still? It's no, it's realm. We don't know. It's realms, realms of fantasy. If I realms remember. of wonder, wonder, realms of wonder. So we don't know what it is. So people can try to guess, but. Uh, yeah, because this was not a dragon. Nope. This was the Sorcerer's Cauldron. Yes. So, all right. So, any that this is going to be a hard guess. I'm going to guess gnomes canoodling. Gnomes canoodling. All right, I'm going to say Orcus. Okay. Okay, here we go. Let's, let's flip it over. We are totally wrong. Iron Mountain of the Giants. Ah. So, we will investigate and discover determine what this is. So Iron Mountain of the Giants, we see a, oh, that's a giant, because look, James, there's yes, a little guy down little there. Guy. He's a big man. Oh, so, the, so, so that's a mountain giant, I guess. There's such a... It could be a fire giant. Is there such a thing as a mountain? What's a mountain? Is I'm there? sure later there's a mountain giant. 
Like, Team Folio had some mountains, didn't they? had some uh, giants, right? Yep, they had giants, and so did Mon... I think Mon's Mad too. But definitely the Fiend Folio had other... I, th- I feel like they had other giants. I think there's a mountain giant. I started Folio. backing up because I was like, oh, they have a lot of trolls. They had a lot of yep. trolls. Mountain giant, page 42. Okay, there you go. Mountain giants are rarely encountered outside their lair, a huge cavern carved out of the heart of a rocky mountain. Look, is that well? Oh no, he's well. He's got oh, he's got a castle. Yes, that and he's not a big fat obese thing. I look like the mountain giant. He's a he's immense. He is immense, and and the perspective doesn't help. You know that basically the the camera shot looks no. from looking up. It's so not flattering. It's not flattering at all. <laughs> it is sort of like a still shot, isn't yeah. it? It is sort of like yeah. he's being asked to pose. Right. Yeah. I, though I like the drawing. It is a good drawing. But it is. It's just, it's not flattering. So we don't know what giant this is. Iron Mountain. I, I feel like it's a fire giant. He just looks... Yeah, well, there's, there's lightning there. Well, it could be a storm giant. But that would be storm, right? Or a cloud giant. I feel like it's... I, Iron Mountain, for me, feels like fire. But... Mm-hmm. Seems to me like you store storage materials. Then you store, huh? Iron Mountain. Then you store stuff. Oh yes, there? that's right. You put your. <laughs> he's the guardian of Iron Mountain. Exactly. Oh, your personnel records are in there, James. From nineteen eighty-seven. That's right. They haven't disposed of it yet. Exactly right. They're still. They're still waiting. All right. We're still paying that bill. Let's turn that off. Okay. So here's what it is. This dude. Yeah. This is the Grog. He has protected the Grog Empire. Official records. Exactly right. Ah. He's a bureaucrat. Bureaucrats back then. <laughs> bureaucratic giant. A giant. That's what we need. A bureaucratic giant. Yeah. Oh. So he's there to like steal the oh the records. The right. Top secret records. He wants to change his title. He's going in there to change his title because oh. he wanted ever all like since that was added. So he's, he's got a jar of white out. <laughs> it's right. Was it? Because when we go into the ancient archives, there's so much here. Someone needs to write that, the land of the bureaucratic giants. Yes, you're just getting in there to steal, like, you know? I assume the, the area in this, you know, the land of the pretentious people, I forgot the name of the, oh, hold on, I have, I have the almanac here. I shouldn't be butchering this one, I have the... This edition. is the Grog Empire Almanac. Yes, in the high kingdom of overeducated and self-important swamp lords of Ivory Tower, I assume... The Iron Mountain is there as well. Without question. Where they keep the official records. Without question. That's right. That's and, the right. Bu- and the bureaucratic giants are there. That's right. That's right. It's like our Library of Congress. Right. But worse. Worse. <laughs> Not as interested. <laughs> Horrible. No one goes there. We don't make any money from it. Oh, so this is where you go to do research, too, though. I assume so. Yeah, so you'd have to like, get archives. an appointment. It's the official archives. The Black Empire. I love it. Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain, right. the official... Iron Mountain. Sponsored, yeah. hint, 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 sponsored by, uh, sponsored by Iron Mountain. If it's good enough for the emperors, it's good enough for your records. Yes, that's right. That's, I could, that's I, right. Let's work on our commercial. Hi, I'm James. Right. Uh, are you concerned about your record? Well, use Iron Mountain. Yeah, but here's the problem. See, this is this is the advertisement, right? right. Yeah. But James, this is the reality. Yeah. You, James, you've been fooled. That's right. You He's the, actually guarded. By you know who, right? It's actually guarded by that dude from the fiend. Fo- yeah, the mountain giant. Yeah. All right. I, I, it's effective. I wouldn't want to mess with him. All right. Twelve hit dice. And I feel like there should just be one. You know, like he's just. Oh, t- excellent! Library of Grogness. 
excellent. Oh, of course, that's there too. Yeah, Library of Grognes. That's in Iron Mountain too, don't yes. you think? Uh huh. Maybe it's just like the whole bureaucratic, just the whole. I assume the and and of course the Modrons would be running it. We'd be all laid out in a grid, you know those things. Right. Yeah, just, something very familiar in those. But they're lawful, so you'd like that. That's right. All right. There it is. All right. right. So Iron Man. All right. So our mountain giant guards Iron Man. Excellent. Very good. Very good. So now the best of 1983. Besides that part, 40 years ago today, Mm -hmm. this movie was the number one. Correct. (laughs) 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 You can fool James once, but not twice. Just gonna keep saying Tootsie. I, I, I've, you know, I forget that these movies, there weren't as many movies. And so things would be, number one, they were popular for a lot longer. There's nothing else to see. What, you right. want to go to the movies? What do you want to see? That's why people saw things 15 times, because there's nothing else to watch. Want to see Tootsie again? But again, Tootsie doesn't seem like the kind of movie you I would watch. never see it again. 40 years ago today, this was the number one song. And let me just, in the U.S., because I forget the Grog Empire. Sun never sets in the Grog Empire, right. so we shouldn't be so U.S.-centric. Well, we are, but... Right. Every once in a while, we we throw a bone to the rest of the world <laughs> saying that. So this, to me, I'm ready to announce, James, that I, the, the 80s is definitely here. Didn't we, recently, we had Men at Work, they right. were then and Under. That's definitely, the 80s are here. That's right. That is truly an 80s song. We're, we're definitely in the 80s for sure. Yes. With this one. This is probably, if you're 19, this is probably the biggest singer at the time, it seemed to me. Wow, that's a strong statement. At that, that time, the most popular, I have to say, 1983. I just say that. I don't have any. Well, I would, I, if you're going to I feel like it would be Michael Jackson then. So what's the number one song? Uh, thriller? Nope. Billie Jean? Correct. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. So Billie Jean is the number one. She's at your door, sir. Apparently... I don't know what you've been doing. <laughs> she's pregnant, isn't she pregnant? Uh, what happened? No, she's not pregnant. She had a child. Oh. A picture. She ha- he doesn't know? The, the girl is not my, the kid is not my son. Oh, so he's like, it's not mine. Right. Before Maury. Do we know if it's true or not, or is he just denying it? We don't, well, I don't know the backstory of it. I'm sorry. But they didn't have Maury, apparently, back then when you can go on the show. Right. That's right. Two men appear. <laughs> well, you are not the father. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Right. Okay. Yeah, Billy Jean. Yeah, excellent. So uh, I'm going to say, can I do my uh, guess for two weeks from now? It'll be Billie Jean. Tootsie. Billie Jean. <laughs> Tootsie, Billie Jean. You might as well just fill that in. For the we'll, just, we'll just use this clip. Right, just repeat over and over again, because I don't see how that's going to be done. All right, well, we've got how many players? We've got one player. All right. Well, you know, to the victor, sir, go to the spoils. Well, do I want to play as well? No. Nope. Let's, let's just run it. Let's run it. I like okay. it. All right, this is what happens. So, Ryan, congratulations. You, I'm doing a quick scan. And I'll say, while you're scanning, I'll say what this segment is. This segment... Still fairly new. We're not sure it's going to take, but it is called Mad Libs. Uh, copyright, right. somebody. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Mad Libs, where you give words and we fill them into a sentence and hilarity ensues. Exactly. Okay. Do you have words for me? Sorry. I do. Yes. I do. Letter right. of the alphabet. B. 
Got it. Adjective. Fresh. Noun. Book. Part Arm. of the body. Arm. Yep. Thank you, folks, for keeping it clean. Noun. Torch. Noun. Ring. Verb. Jump. Number. Twelve. A place. Mountaintop. Part of the body. Knee. Adjective. Castles. Adjective. Illegal. Is this castles is an adjective or is that a noun? Cast, castling. Castling. Right, is that in, uh, in uh, chess? Okay. Okay. Uh, Animal. Wait, uh, tiger. Type of liquid. Holy water. Plural. Girl. Plural. Girls. I like it. Adjective. Holy. That was the first one you liked. Noun. Candelabra. Now, what I like about these is this, this is somebody who's put thought into the D&D theme. You know, because there's no glittering or wet. Yeah. No, I like this. This is, I approve. Thank you. Good work. Are you ready? This is tools of the table. Oh. Okay. When you first start playing B&D. B&D. Bunnies and Dungeons? Bondage and Dungeons. Oh, boy. You'll need these fresh things. Yeah. He slaps. Fresh things to help you hit the book running. Okay. The book running. Yeah. Uh, the player's arm book. Mm-hmm. The torch master's guide. Ah, oh, the torch master. Oh, the uh, link boy. The link boy. Uh, ring manual. Manual of the rings. That's true. Who's the ring wraith? So this is what these are books that you will find, of course, in. The, uh, in so the Iron, Iron Mountain. Mountain, right? You'll find the Library uh, of Grogmas. You'll you'll find the uh, uh, the player's arm book, the Torchmaster's guide, Torch Master, and the Ring Manual. The Ring Manual. And other books also have lots of useful information. Oh, this is going through the different tools of the table. So that that right, that you got you got these dice now. You'll need more dice than you can. What was that? More dice than you can. Oh, jump a stick out. Yeah, jump a stick. But especially D20s. Number tw- you'll need uh, number 12 pencils. Yes. Leave your pens in your mountaintop. Excellent. Ah, excellent. You won't need them here. Snacks are the knee of every good game of, oh, what was a place plural? I didn't write that down. Castles. That's where I missed. That's oh, yes. It's the every good game of castles and dragons. Hungry players are? Illegal. Illegal, but a jittery. Oh, DM can be an absolute tiger. Yes. Don't forget to drink plenty of holy water. Mats and figurines can be useful for visualizing action-packed girls. Ooh, wait a minute, slow down. Yeah. So this actually, this is probably the only part that's accurate of a 1980s first edition AD&D game. Mats and figurines can be useful for visualizing action-packed girls. I like. Was this castles and what was this name of this game? This is no the, the we, we call the castles and something. Yeah. Yes, this is uh well it's cast, is it castles and dragons? Oh, it's, it's bondage and B and D. B and D. Bondage and dungeon, and now use the uh, figures to look at action. James, girls. put the figurine down. Eyes on me. Back to the game. <laughs> we're playing D and D. B and D. No, no, we're playing B and D. We're playing D and D, James. Back to the game. B and D. With these things and a holy attitude. You need a holy attitude. Uh, well, sir. that's true. Set apart thing. 
you're ready for the time of your candelabra. Oh, candelabra. Congratulations at the candelabra. Well, well, thank you, sir, for playing. Sir Jack has arrived. Sir Jack has arrived. He has. He heard about the D&D. Did you poop in my living room? Aw. That, that was not a nice surprise present when I see poop. You had not pooped in the house in a very long time. Are you stressed? Were you concerned? Did you see Jack was... You did it before Dan came, so it wasn't his fault. Not me. Uh, B&D. B&D and action figures representing... What was it? Girls? What was that part? Oh, James. Uh, uh, mats and figurines can be useful for visualizing action-packed girls. Action-packed girls. What was it? Of our, uh, dwarf? What was her name? I like her. Uh, Tara? Tara? Taryn? Something like that. Something. Oh, well. Okay. It's We're there. It's our summer. All right. Well, very good. Very good. All right. So we are now... Do we want to do... I feel like we should do Trivial Pursuits. Okay. That's a new thing as well. So in this segment of the show... We, we've decided some things. We've decided some things. So James was very thoughtful and purchased with your money. With my money. With James's money. Yes. Trivial Pursuit, Dungeons and Dragons Ultimate Edition. Now we know what you're saying. Come on. This is going to be a bunch of fifth edition nonsense. And you're probably right. And you're probably right. But there is a category dealing with history. Yes. And so what we're going to do is we're going to ask five questions. Five. Each episode. Right. And... The only way you can earn points is if you are watching the show live. Yes. And that's to encourage you to be here. Correct. And you answer the question. If you get it right, you get a point. Yes. Uh, we'll keep track of points. James will keep track of points. Of course. And something will happen at some point or not. Right. For uh, the winner as you accumulate points. So just Well, what I will suggest is we will probably do this version at GrogCon. And if you come to GrogCon, you can bring your points and get, be ahead of everyone. It's kind of like... Oh, it's like tickets. At, like, right. Uh, with, with ski ball. What is it? We yeah. get those tickets yeah, at the ball. carnival. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you could start ahead of everyone. So we'll give you... We should... You could probably get them really cheap. It's I have like tickets. Tickets like oh, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, you, and so then they can redeem... Oh, what you should do is if you've got enough tickets, like a certain amount, like let's say 50... You could knock somebody out of the game. Like, you show up and they're like, sorry, buddy, this game's closed. Right. You're like, oh, I got 50 tickets. And you just point to somebody and you kick them wow, out. Wow, that is, that's, I'm sure that's going to go over great. <laughs> I wasn't going that ruthless, but okay. Well, that'd be a lot of tickets, though. You know what oh, I'm saying? John Peterson worked on the Trivial Pursuit game. Thank you, sir. Oh, we know John Peterson. Peterson. We have his book right here. We have one of his books. Can we give a little bit of advertising? Sure, of course. Game Wizards. Game Wizards, classic book. We got it last year for Christmas. By John Peterson. I've read half of it. We should have him on It's this. very long. I don't mean that as a negative way. He should watch, because he could then and clean up with points. Learn. Oh, well, that's right. He would get, he would bump everyone out. That's right. <laughs> be like, seven. Yeah, Gygax. Right. Arneson. He's just killing it. <laughs> Sir, you have to buzz him. No, I'm just going to announce it. Next one. June 3rd, 1974. <laughs> I uh, just beat everyone. So, I, okay, so I like that idea. I don't like kicking other people out. I was going to be more of, we would do a version of this at GrogCon where there would be live and prizes. If you had played along, you would have, you could carry your points over. So you'd be in a, in a lead. So it gives people advantage of if they were here. It, it, some advantage right. will right. be given to you. Of course, you. the final question will be worth 500 points, so it won't matter. But 
Right. It, at least they'll have in uh, going. They'll be going into the lead with it. There's a final. There's like a, there's a final trivia pursuit round. Right. Where you bet how many points you have. Oh, you that, yeah, Zach. I like that too. We haven't figured this all out, as you right. can tell. Just work with us. This probably right. this is probably the last time we do it. All right. Yeah. Here it is. So I'm going to be doing yellow. We're doing history, right? Yes, we're doing history. So I'm, I think we should switch back and forth. I, you ask question, I ask question. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're not playing. No. There you go. Okay, all right. So I'll... All well, right. yeah. All right. I'll ask the first... Okay, I'll ask the first one. Here we go. I got my glasses, because why would I need those trees? What was the name of TSR's internal employee newsletter, which ran from 1980 to 19... 83, TSR's internal employee newsletter. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so we'll give them a few seconds. Right, well, I, we'll, we'll, well, I'll, go, I'll say the next one. I don't know. The, I do not know the answer to this. Which, which color did you do? The yellow? Yellow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost read the answer. That's okay, as long as you don't tell them. Uh, okay. Thomas S. Robertson was a fictitious person invented to serve as the everlasting president of what TSR-run association? Oh, well, okay. Well, I, I figure. I, I, did, I, I assume I know what the association but I didn't know who that guy is. Well, now you know. Okay. You That's, want to repeat it for the people out there? Sure. Thomas S. Robertson was a fictitious person invented to serve as the everlasting president of what TSR-run association? That's question two. Okay. Question number three. What was the name of TSR's role-playing game association magazine, which published its first issue in the summer of 1981? Okay. I think we both know that one. Yes. These are good questions. These are. I told you this was a good question. Well, once... Once uh, the Angry Monk told us John Peterson, dude, these are going to be outstanding questions. We have got to get him on the show and just ask him questions. For right, this. and His see if he remembers. Right. Yes. That'll be the whole show in two hours. What do you think about this? All right, that was question three, right? That was question three. Well, here's question five. I'll do question four. Yeah. Who was the original editor of Dungeon Magazine, not to be confused with a similarly named actor who played James Bond? And it said... Dungeon Magazine. Dungeon Magazine. Not Dragon. Correct. Oh, my. Okay. And uh, question number five. On what... This shows us how... After four years, it shows us how little we know. Right. Well, that, we knew that before, but now it just validates it. I'm not sure yet, but I think it's in itself. That's right. On what street in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, did TSR establish its large professional headquarters in the early 1980s. Wow. I mean, you really have to be a D&D nut to know some of this. Yeah, this is... Are you calling John Peterson a D&D nut? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sure he won't take offense to it. It's He's like calling him a geek. Okay, there's your five. All right, there's the five. All right, we got some answers. Oh, so people could watch other people's answers, but that's okay. That's, that's fine. Hey, you know, there's strategy to this, Jay. There is strategy. Holding off to the last moment. Right, so we'll give it five more seconds, and then what? we'll give all the answers, and then you will tell us how many points you got. This is an honor system. Right. I make, make this hard, not hard on myself. So, all right. All right, we've, we've handed all those out. So for the first question, which you gave, what was... What was the name of TSR's Interim Employee Newsletter? Which ran from 1980 to 1983. I didn't know there was such a thing. Did you? No, I didn't. Because I, I would have, okay. I would have called it the Wellsian. 
Well, does that... Our guest today may have some information. He was friends, I believe, with Gene Wells. That's right. Do we have any information? Do we have any guesses? No one guessed that one. Okay. All right. Ready? Here it is. Because, all right. The answer is random events. Oh, that's what he wrote. I'm sorry. He did write that. Who wrote that? Mark Clover. Congratulations. Whoa. Oh, Mark Clover's on. Of course he got it right. Yes. Mark, where was that? Was I've never heard of that thing. Are there copies of random events? And what did it talk about? Like parking spaces? You know, that's right. Where you get how you order paper supply? How do you get more uh, paper? Yeah. Or oil. We received various complaints about not enough toilet paper, or whatever. And, you Cleaning know. out the fridge. Yes, whoever's yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> Kevin Bloom's pot roast recipe. We got to ask Steve Sullivan today about random events. Yes. I need to put this in there. And this needs to be with my notes. Okay, put that there. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, mine was Thomas S. Robertson was a fictitious person invented to serve as the everlasting president of what TSR run association? What is that? Well, that's got to be the role playing game. That's right. The RPGA. Okay. Did anyone get that? All right. Yes. All right. That was a little easier one. All right. Particularly since the third question was, what was the name of TSR's Role-Playing Game Association's magazine, which published its first issue in the summer of 1981? Well, I know that because you, you foisted that on me, our first show. You tried to use that. You, you Damn. Came, up, came up with this complete, I don't know, basically it was a fabrication to convince me that your, your multi-class character would have more uh, gold, which I allowed. Polyhedron. Well, and the answer is polyhedron. Ah, so now we knew that one. Well, the problem with it, with, with, and the problem isn't just with polyhedron. The problem is, of course, you believe, is with Dispel Illusion, the right. sage advice, essentially sage advice, which said it was canon right. as official. Right. But this leads to an endless loop. Yes. Because, well, who says it's official? It has to come from. Right. Somebody who is official. It's, it's, it, it, it starts moving into the world of a religious thing, which, again, we're not a problem with. You know, we consider the three books the holy text. But, again, it, the difference is we have the author of those. And if it's not from him, everything else should not be. You know, it's, it's like a derivative of that. So, I, I, I'm not sure Gary ever. Did Gary ever I don't, say? Did he agree? Right. And then, then there are people who quote Gary. Use that, you know, quote, Gary said this, which again, I don't, it's, it's very, it's very sketchy. Question number four. That's you, is it? No, I did. Oh, yeah, I guess so. It is. Who was the original editor of Dungeon Magazine, not to be confused with a similarly named actor who played James Bond? That seemed pretty simple. Oh, no, not to be confused. No, I don't know. I don't even pay any attention to Dungeon Magazine. What year was that? Later 80s. Yeah, I don't know that. You don't know some of the actors who played James Bond. Oh my gosh. Uh, Roger Moore? Correct. Oh, I should know that. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm like, you believe. Yeah, exactly. Everything he touches was gold. Sometimes you see him on eBay. That's what Mark says. Oh, excellent. Oh. Now you have to. Who are. Oh, some old collections from Jim Ward. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right, so they are out there. And the last, number five, on what street in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, did TSR establish its large professional headquarters 
in the early 1980s. I, yeah. I think it was there a William Street. I thought I thought it was that, but it's not. The, I, I always thought it was a numbered street, but I think that's where the dungeon fact, uh, wherever that place oh, is. Oh, the hobby shop? Hobby shop. But yeah. wasn't that the hobby shop on the first floor? I thought so, but I don't know. <laughs> I got to go back to my notes. What are we interviewing? Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Sheridan Springs Road. Yes, we got it right answer. Who? Well, who do you think? Did he come? He knew he came on. <laughs> exactly. Mark's a ringer. Mark's a ringer. He's like, come on, bring it. You know, he lives in Lake Geneva. Right. Exactly. So that makes it a little bit easy. <laughs> he's probably like, he's probably can look out his window and Did see you... Sheridan Street. Again? Well, there goes my. Okay. I leave you here for two seconds so, and you destroyed all my tape. So Mark Lover's in the lead. Yes, I would say. Uh, he has five. Everyone else has zero. Everyone else has zero. All right. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash grog talk. Now we're ready for random encounters. Random encounters. This is the segment of the show where we randomly roll a monster, discuss it, and then have it fight the reigning champ. And who is the reigning champ? Well, it's Kelly because it's Kelly's Spring Break Spectacular. She's still on spring break. She's won a lot of contests. Usually we retire them after five. It's not five. This is, I mean, it feels like she's been around for a long time, but this is only her, her, well, let's see. This is 17, 16, when, when did she show up? Uh, 17, this is her fourth episode. Okay. So she's won three. She is a succubus. She is on the prime material plane. Right on spring break. From Spring Break, from the Abyss, she's liking it quite well. She can't imagine. She's stunned that there's so many stupid men right. on the Prime Material Plane. So we are ready to roll. Would you like to roll, sir, with our Angry Monk dice to see if right. we are going from the Fiend Folio or the Monster Manual 2? Fiend Folio. Fiend Folio random encounter tables. Right. And so, so, so just to remember, she encountered a tribesman. She charmed him because he was too ugly. So she's. He's the best, best ugly friend that the attractive uh, other person has to show how wonderful they are. And um, she has a tween. She now has a tween that she took from the one of the captains of the watch, Bob the Watchman, and now is uh, just finished partying at a club in the Midland Sea. So we also have to figure out where she's at. She's still in the Midland Sea, or we have to roll another random place that she's going. We to. need a random. Oh, she's on the move, sir. Well, we let's, need... let's figure that out first, right? And what is the Grog Empire Almanac? Oh, of course, the Grog Empire Almanac, conveniently located at Smoldering Dung Games, if you'd like to purchase it, is the official campaign setting of all games in the Grog Empire. And, and each patron has been bequeathed the title uh, that has claimed, the, claimed one of the lands that are here. And a new version will come out this year. It gets updated yearly. Well, because it, uh, things are people are invading, things are all Things changing. are changing. People's credit cards don't. Uh, work anymore, and then you know their empires, their title was not taken, but they would become a title emeritus, basically. What number do you need me to roll? Percentile, I believe. I believe it's percentile. Okay, we find out where is the next location for Kelly the succubus on her spring break. Yep. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Oh, over here. So it's just oh, she's oh. traveling north. That makes perfect sense. Thir is it thirty? Is thirty-six Longwood? 36 is the free. Yeah, she was here in this unnamed area. Now she's going to 37. She's going north. Okay. Makes perfect sense. 37. Unexplored and unnamed. So she just went from 40, which was 
She went from 34, and now she's moved past the city. She probably went to the city and then passed. Okay, can I see? Yeah, so, so all right. So she's at 37, so she is, so she is, uh, yeah, so she's north. It looks very barren up there. Okay, right. got it. It's barren. She's moving towards the land of the Mammoth Lords, if she, if she continues that route. Okay. If we were tracking her like Santa, that's what she would be doing. Right. Uh, are we tracking her like Orcus? Orcus. Orcus is tracking her. Exactly. Okay. D, D, ten, uh, D10, sir. D10. To find out what type of area she's ten. in. Oh, you gotta be kidding. Oh, this may, oh, she's, oh, she's heading home? Well, she may be heading, maybe it's, maybe the week's over. Or the spring break's over. Oh, she is heading home. Of course, it's the astral and ethereal encounter table. 63. Oh, wait, I need to know, is she on the astral or the ethereal? D3 for astral, 4 to 6 for ethereal? Sure. Ethereal. She's just stepping in. Oh, that's right. She's, she's not leaving. She's going to meet her tween who's in the ethereal plane. And what did you roll? Uh, 63. A Kyren. Wow. Uh-oh. Getting serious. Yeah. I think we had a Kyren? I, I think we did. Really? I don't remember a Kyren. Yeah, yeah. Kyrens are ridiculous. They're lawful, are they lawful guys? Yes. Yeah, okay. This is going to be good. Yes. Yes, we had a Chiron? We had a Chiron. Oh, my. Wow, okay. 60, and episode 67, we fought the Shadow Master. Well, well, of course. Who could forget that? All right. Well. <laughs> that was good. Well, thank you. We're here all week. Okay. Uh, a new percentile, please. New percentile. 80. A nightmare. Huh. Okay. We've not had a nightmare, have we? No. All right. The nightmare. I don't think so. Let me check. Uh, nope. These are like your Iron Mountain notes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to the archive. Monster Manual. Page 74. 74 classic. This is a classic. What is this frequency, sir? Gonna say it's very rare. You are right. It's very rare. How many appearing? One. Thank goodness. So they're not like a herd. No, it's not. They're not herd animals. <laughs> AC. It's like negative one or something. Negative four. Oh, okay. Movement, and you know I'm gonna need two right amounts. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna say eighteen and twenty-four. Fifteen and thirty-six. Uh. Too, too high in the land, too slow in the air. So it it just flies. Wait, it just flies around. It can't like just. It's like Peter Pan, just like. Yeah, I think so. Or Rudolph. It's like Rudolph. The, <laughs> Rudolph the nightmare. So nightmares just fly up in the air at will. I guess. I don't know. Flying speed. That's its yeah. flying speed. Yeah. So if you're riding, so if you're a, so if you're a, a death knight. Right. And you're riding a nightmare. Yep. You just, you're like, it's like riding Rudolph. That's you right. just, up, away, dasher, dancer, night hair, nightmare. Yep. Okay. Why not? I didn't realize that. Hit dice. Oh, we're not done. Okay. Uh, seven plus seven? Close. Six plus six. Oh, okay. Percent in layer? 90%. Nil. It has no oh. layer. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking wherever it came from, that's where, it's, that's where it'd be normally, but I guess not. I guess, no, I mean like a cave. Does it have any treasure? No. No, because it's never in its lair. Where do you keep it? Uh, three attacks. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll let you know the damage. Two to eight, four to ten, four to ten. Wow. Uh, 
intelligence? Uh, average. Hi. Ooh. So that's what is that is 13 to 14. Wow, smarter than us. Yeah. So uh, si uh, alignment. I think they're I think they're just e neutral evil. Okay. So well, this is that old debate. Neutral. Ne the parenthetical evil. Correct. So now we know that this was sort of. The alignment system was seen to be in a little bit of a state of Flux, transition, right. yes. So the question is, is this neutral with e evil tendencies, or is this neutral evil? I, I like you decide. I like parenthetical evil. That's always straight. So I, I like it anyway, kind of neutral with just yeah. evil tendencies, because you're like, hey, I'm a horse. Right. But what I'm do a, I care? I'm a very smart horse. And I don't mind seeing some suffering. Correct. Okay. Also known as demon horses and hell horses. Right. Nightmares are creature for, creatures from the lower planes. So wait, this is what gets interesting. The lower planes. Now that's, that's the lower planes. All the lower planes. All the lower planes. This includes the this, henna. This Hades. includes the abyss and hell. Hell, that's, yeah. All of them. Yeah. The lower planes are all, right. all the evil based, the evil right. based ones. That's right. Okay. Okay. Going from Archeron or something to the other one. I mean, you're going to have to, I got to look this up again. It's been forever. You look up, I'll keep reading. They are written primarily by the more powerful demons and devils. So that right there tells you they're going to be both in uh, hell and the abyss, which is why they don't have, they're not chaotic or lawful because they're being written by both, I guess. And this is great, as well as by night hags. On occasion, they serve as steeds for undead, such as specters, vampires, and liches. The nightmare attacks with its great fangs as well as its burning hooves. These creatures breathe out a smoking hot cloud during combat and it obscures vision by blinding the eyes and choking its opponent. Unless a saving throw is made, the opponent attacks at minus two to hit and damage dice. Nightmares can fly, right there, can become ethereal and roam in the astral plane. They hate material life and attack it viciously. Oh, wow even without a rider to command them. So if this thing wins, it's going to be like running around the prime material plane. And yes. it hates all... We've talked about this before, that it hates all material life. So it's perhaps killing just... Yeah, because it's just... Good, evil, whatever. Right? So he's an orc? Yep. Your material life, I hate you. Mm -hmm. Right. Even without a rider. Just hates everything. Right. The hell horse is gaunt and skeletal. Who does that remind you of? With... Well, I don't have a huge head. Well, I sort of have a big head. With a huge head. Relative to your body, it is. Yes, and I have a big ego. Glowing red eyes, flaming orange nostrils, and hooves which burn like embers. Well, when you're not happy with someone, that is exactly what you look like. Do you, that's right. And so look, there's actually, so in this picture, this drawing here, which is a great drawing, and I wish I knew who did it. I don't think we know, do I'm we? Sure. I'm sure someone knows if we looked in the art in Arcana. Sure. So its hooves are literally on fire. On fire. Right, so it's not just that they are, they're, they're just burn like, they're actually burning like embers. Yes. The coat is dead black, and the creature's mane and tail are wild and rugged. Wild and rugged. That was a great, a great album from that, uh, that rock band from the 80s, Wild and Rugged, I forgot yep. their name. But, well, well, Demon Horse. Or oh, Demon, Demon Horse. Nightmare. <laughs> wild and Rugged. Yeah. Um, yeah, lead singer was Demon Horse. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, wait, are they, what color are they? Do they tell us? I assume it's I don't black. Think, well, I always assume that too, but I don't know if they ever tell us. Do they? Oh, wait, the coat is dead black. I just read that. The coat is dead black. 
It's hard to take it in when you read it, James. <laughs> I'm trying to like do a good job pronouncing all these words. That's true. These Gygaxian words. The code is dead black. Okay. All right. Very cool. So there it is. That's so the name of the band, Dead Black. Dead Black. Yeah, Wild dead. and rugged. Wild and rugged, baby. All right. So here are the lower planes. Archeron, the Nine Hells, Gehenna, Hades, Tartarus, Abyss, Pandemonium. Got it. So there you will find hell. And I, and I, I, all right, folks, do I, do I go down this rabbit hole? Yeah. Don't, what rabbit Okay. No, I'm not. That's all. Those are lower points. Got it. I'm not going to do it. I want, I, I, no, I'm not going to do it. Okay. What are we going to do? I can't, because if I tell you, you're going to keep going. Well, what, what? Just tell me all what right. it was. All right. We're no, do just it. don't do it. Just tell me what it was going to be. It was going to be more about the alignments and the fact that I'm surprised you haven't picked up on something. I gave you... If I were to tell you how many lower planes there were, how many planes would you... Would yeah, you that's right. No, no, this is interesting. You're right. Okay, so it's all alignment-based. So obviously, okay, so you've got your, you've got your neutral evil. Right. Then, and, and uh, no, I know there's stuff in between. You got your lawful evil, and you got your chaotic evil. Right. Now, I assume you got some in between. Right. Well, why would you assume that? Well, only because I think I kind of know some stuff. Right, okay, that's right. Fine. But I mean, because you're like close in between, right? So you're in between. So there's at least five. But what about going the other direction? Right. All right, I, how many I, directions I, do you I, go? I mentioned seven. Yeah, and then you got ones on the outside of those two? Archeron, Nine Hells, Gehenna, Hades, Tartarus, Abyss, Pandemonium. So I'm going to describe to you my alignment. You tell me where I'm landing when I die. Okay. It's important. I need to know this. Okay. I need to prepare. Okay. So I am, well, let's say I'm neutral evil, mm -hmm. but I'm trending toward true neutral. I want to know where I'm going to go. Well, I think that's going to be harder. Why don't I give you some ideas? I would think, are you neutral generally, but you have some evil law in, with, involved with you? Sure. That would be Archeron. Now, what is that? Tell me about that place. So I'm like the guard, and I'm like neutral, but I'm like kind of a little bit of a bad cop. You know right. what I mean? I'm like you follow the law, and but you you take some pleasure in laws that you know are not so great. That's Archeron. That's Archeron. Oh, so I, I don't mind. So I so I enjoy sticking it to people if I'm within the bounds of the right. Law. That's the nether layers of Archeron versus the nine hells, which is absolute lawful evil, versus the furnaces of Gehenna of neutral slash lawful evil. Neutral slash lawful. Versus evil. neutral slash evil law. Mm. Got it. So one emphasizes the evil of the law, and the other one emphasizes the law of the evil. Oh, got it. Right. Right, right. So are you, is it more about law or more about evil? Yes. So you're neutral, but either you have a little bit of more law than evil or more evil than law. But so if you're like all in on law and evil. You're going to hell. <laughs> Welcome to hell. Got it. All right. Going straight to hell. Got it. So, yeah, so there are these other planes, which again. Uh, so, is the. If so, I'm so, what they have here is so the example they give, you know, our, our friend we were just talking about, Jim Ward, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, figure four an alignment is a matter of degree rather than absolute definition. Thus, a lawful evil character who tended towards neutral evil would probably end up in Gehenna rather than Hades or the Nine Hells. Okay. So that's how it works. Got so it. you really don't know. I mean, you've got a general kind of mark that you think you're going to land in. Like, if you're just being a total evil guy. It's like the sorting hat in Harry Potter. Right. 
got an idea. You're right. gonna fit in one of them, but you're not sure until they pick you. Do you think there's a how does that happen? You just like so it's like you're heading down there, there's all these accents. Mm -hmm. like, please, please, please. You're, like, in the, you you're on the astral plane, you're you're in the queue. Right. And you know you're going to you, you whatever, there's the great divide between the upper planes and the lower planes. You're like, well, I'm not even worried. You know, you see the sign, upper planes, lower planes. It's right. kind of like the airport. They have the major terminals, and then you figure out what airline you're going to. You know you're going to Terminal B. Right. You're not going to Terminal B. There's the high road and the low road. Right. You're, you're going to Terminal B. Right. Now you got to decide which airline you're going to. Right. That's the line, and then they put you on the thing, and you're going, you know, Hades, right. Gehenna. Oh, Gehenna. Wait a minute. I was really working towards hell, but apparently I didn't do enough at the end to get to the hell. I was still more Gehenna. So you think people are disappointed. I'm sure some people are disappointed. But you are what you are. They know, True. right? I think so. Who decides? How does that happen? You know, who is there somebody like, I mean, I know we're asking questions about the universe we can't answer. But, you know, I'd like to know who decides. All right. Well, I, I would say that there, there is, I would say it's self-evident, apparently. All right. Okay. It's a metaphysical part of the universe that your soul or spirit defines itself. Self-sorting. Got it. All right. Okay. How's that for an answer? I love I just it. kind of threw that out there. Okay. So it's nightmare versus versus a succubus. succubus, right? This in an eth in the ethereal plane. Oh, the nightmare's been sent. Don't you? That's think? right. Yep. It's time to go home. Or, this is Orcus's. This is like yeah, well, Orcus's nightmare. <laughs> sent an Uber. You would have thought she would would have sent yeah. the Charon demon, but apparently he's sending a nightmare directly. That's right. In the Ethernet's bit. You know, and, and that was the thing when I had uh, Kelly's playset, you know, I, you know, you buy the Barbie set instead of Kelly's playset. You always never had ni the nightmare. And never, you, and you and never you had the car with it. You know. That, the, you, your set wasn't complete unless you had the nightmare. This is her car. This is her Mustang. This but, is her. but I got her, she, but she doesn't want to go. Oh, yeah. He's been told. Pick if, her up. If she's, and if she goes rogue, right. kill her. Ooh. Don't I like think? It. Well, yeah, because there's no killing. You can't kill the demon unless it's back in her plane. Uh, oh, but if you kill it, it then she'll return. That's right. And exactly. she, I don't think she can leave for a certain amount of time if her avatar gets destroyed. All right. It's on. Let's do it. Okay. So I am the... So I'm, am I I'm the succubus? Or? No, you're the nightmare. I'm the nightmare and you're the succubus. Okay. Are you ready for a surprise? Yes. Okay. We're on the ethereal plane. We're on the ethereal plane. I think um, you must have left JJ. You're like, peace out. Did you? I'm curious. Did I kill JJ? Because JJ's not coming back. I'm, I'm not going. Oh, JJ's back at the. Well, he's. He, I, I he guess. Drained him, didn't he? No, JJ is the the is, is me, the friend who's so ugly that she wouldn't even waste her time. Oh right. I charmed him. Oh, are you the tribesman? Yes, I'm the tribesman. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I guess I'm assuming. She's just left the club. She's moving up, and then on the ethereal plane where, where she's at, the nightmare is coming. So she's not. She doesn't need to kill him yet because she's still. She now sees him on the ethereal plane. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to tangle. Oh, so he may live. He may. Then he'll be the champ. He would be technically He's the champ. Technically the champ. He takes the nightmare. Right. All right. So uh, right. is there a chance I can be? So I'm coming for you. Can I be surprised? No, I don't think so. You can only. You can be surprised. I think so. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, you're pretty, you're drunk anyway, aren't you? Uh, oh, so, oh, Angry Monk Dice. Can I be drunk? Available at Smoldering Dun. Smoldering Dun Games, that's right. Well, let's find, well, I can't, well, let's find, let's see. No. no. You're not drunk. All right. All right, but I could be surprised. Let's see. You well, are. I'm surprised for one second. I'm shocked. Okay, all right. So I am the nightmare. Yes. So we need to do distance, though. Yeah, well, if the surprise happened, you're 30 yards away. 
assuming you're outside. Oh, okay. Um, so I I would like to, can I, well, I have 36 inch fly. Oh yeah, you can attack. All right, so I'm gonna attack. Okay. So here I go, and I, oh yeah, I'm attacking with all three, oh, and then I will, well, this is my freebie attack. So I am going to get three attacks. What is your AC? Zero. Okay, I am hit dice six plus six. So I'm using the official, acceptable for all official AD&D games, combat computer from Dragon 74. You are six plus six hit dice. You need a 13. Okay, here we go. I will now attack with my fangs. Fangs. Do not use the D30. Ten. It's a miss. Oof, number one. Seven. It's a miss. Come on. Seven. I'm like flailing. What's it's she's your writer. She's you're, you're conflicted. You don't want to attack her. Oh yeah, I'm just going to like. Yeah. Come on, come on, Kelly. We gotta go. I'm like Jack the Dog. That's <laughs> waving right. my hose in the air. I was just waving. Come on. Yeah. So she's like, all right, this is. Uh, I'm oh. not going back. So I'm now gonna... I'm surprised. That's right. Now it's initiative. Okay. What am I going to do? Kelly, uh, why are you coming at me? Uh, I I can't charm person. Uh, I could I probably could gate a demon. Yeah, it's kind of annoying that you're here. So I really don't want to attack you. Yeah, I you know what you should do. It's, oh, you should uh, you should pummel me. You could you could break me. Oh yes, I'm gonna pummel you, but it's gonna take forever. <laughs> but okay. Uh, and also, or subdue. also we forgot I have a tween, so any roll I get, I get a better roll. That's true. And you get a worse roll. Do you have a weapon? I don't have a weapon, but mm -hmm. I attack with my claws. One to three. Where's JJ? What's JJ got? He's just got a spear, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you, you can you can try to subdue me. All right. Well, he's that. gonna. I'm gonna attack. Yeah, he's gonna attack. Give me that spear. Come here, JJ. I, I, well, I assume he's got the plus one spear from Bob. Did he take the spear? Let's see. Did he take the spear from Bob? You should send JJ in. Yeah. Yes. Okay, he's got a spear. So he's, JJ's attacking too. <laughs> Get him, JJ. He's watching. <laughs> Help me. Help me, JJ. Oh, of course. That's right. He's charmed. That's right. All right. JJ's got JJ versus the, yeah. Well, what, what, what else are... What else are hirelings for? Right. Or right. followers. Well, she's going to attack too. Because they're going to do seduce. So I rolled this my initiative too. Five. All right. All right. The nightmare. All right. So am I attacking JJ? Right. Yes, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Here you go. I'm attacking JJ. His AC is terrible. His AC is terrible. You have to roll twice and you take the worst thing. Everyone rolls. Remember, everything oh. between, the, because of the tween, she gets. The best rolls are in. Everyone within 50 feet of her gets the worst roll. This would be terrible. Okay, so what is, is he AC? He's AC 8. Okay, so what do I need? You need an exciting uh, 5. But you have to roll twice. Okay, a 1. Doesn't matter, you That's missed. over. Yep. 17. Now you see if you actually hit. And a 5. You hit, okay. I put a number 2, and then I do number 3. A 13. Okay, so there's two hits. It's two hits, yep. So it's a 4 to 10, 4 to 10. Do I roll twice for that, too? Yes. Uh, you roll, and you take the worst of each one, each die roll. Doesn't it say that for the tween? Let's look it up. That's why it's a nice, that's why people hate the tween. And 4 to 10, how do I do it? 4, 5, 6, 2D, 7, 2D4 eight. plus 2. Okay. Please don't tell me I do every die within it twice. In contrast, when a tween has beneficial actions of its host, it is reverse. Friend or foe. Host, human, or otherwise. Again, two dies are rolled in respect to the person's effect of whether die rolls call for. However, the 
the less advantages selected. So, uh, well, for example, it, it also made, oh, you know, she shouldn't have been surprised because she can see in the future now. Oh, seconds, that's right. Well, that's why she's only surprised for one second. Right. As a result, any character creature with a tween partner rule has two dice instead of one when a die roll is called for and may elect the more advantage of these rolls. This applies to hip, po- hip rolls, saving throws, and the like. Wait, is that a surprise roll? Could you have gotten two surprise I rolls? I think so. Should've, I should have got... It says, has two rolls instead of whenever a die roll is called for. So it said, be, and the like. And the like. So, right. These tweens are pain in the butt. That's why, that's why they're terrible. But I'm not going to deal with this. So two, it doesn't really matter because he's dead anyway. Correct. All right. Because even if you do the minimum damage, right. four points, he's, that's more than he has. So he yeah. runs off on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor JJ. That's me. I'll save you, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, he just runs in there. Two hooves. And that's it. He's done. Yeah. It's over. It was just like a second. Yeah, he's just completely killed. Okay. All right. All right. So now she goes. Oh, she's angry. Now she's angry. She killed her little friend who was telling her how wonderful she is. Yeah, I, I think she's going. No, you can't take that. I think she's going to gate someone. Oh, great. So she has a 40% chance of such gate opening, but she you gets get to roll twice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's a miss. Oh, she missed. Missed twice. Yep, so that's initiative. Okay, all right. So now it's initiative again. She is going to, I guess I get, I get to roll my initiative twice, too. Yeah, I guess so. And you get to roll it twice, but the wrong way. So you have to beat a two. Three. Three. Wow. Okay, you I did. did. All right. Take that, tween. All right, three attacks. Yep. There we go. Taking the worst. A 15 and a 19. Yeah, That's that a hit, hit on yep. number one. A 17 and an eight. That's a miss. And a seven. That's, That's a, a miss. miss. So, okay, so you got one hit. I got one hit, and that unfortunately was... Now, her hit dice are not re-rolled, because she had her hit dice before this. So, uh, 15, 21, 8. Ooh, wow, 35. She's got a lot of hit points. All right, and this is 2 to 8 damage. It is... Now, please tell me I'm not rolling each what? die within twice. I just roll 2 damage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I'll do that. So that's either a 6. Same thing, but okay. No, I think it's much worse. Isn't it? Okay. No, I think it is. Okay. All right. Six. You got me confused. Where am I? You got six. six or five. 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 So she's down to third. Now she goes. She's very upset with you. I think she's not going to try to. She's not going to gate again. She's going to. She's going to attack you. Okay. She's tired. What you? What's your armor class? Oh wait. She's in spear. She trying. Is she just trying to subdue me? Yeah, I think she'll just. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she doesn't want to kill you. She wants to. She wants to. She wants to beat you down. So she loses, she loses a spear. I don't like that roll. 14. What's your armor class? Negative four? Negative four. She's six hit dice. Uh, he missed. This is going to take forever. It's going to take forever? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to turn ethereal and run away. That's what I'm going to do. I don't want to fight. I'm not a fighter. Can't you? How many times can you gate? It doesn't say. Oh, okay. We talked about see. this. She can do one of these feats at will. I guess she could try again. One of these feats. Well. One of these feats has become ethereal. Charm person, ESP, clairaudience, suggestion. I may do suggestion. That's what I think I'll do. Or gate, a type four. Yeah, so I'm going to try suggestion. Okay. Well, I rolled a six. You can't win. The rest you can do is. I do not win. All right, so uh, make a saving throw. Wait, suggestion? Does that work on a nightmare? Why not? What does suggestion work on? 
Works on anything. Oh, it does? It's not like you're in person. Yeah, you're highly intelligent. You understand me. So it's not suggest person. No, it's not suggest person. Suggest to person. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll check it. I'm sure you're right. All right. We're looking up suggestion spell. That's right. Oh, my saving throws are two rolls. It's the worst one. Correct. Oh, yeah. This queen is awesome. Yeah. It's too, if, 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 is he really smart? You should probably check to see if you see if, there, if you know the tween is there. Oh, he's 13 to 14. But that would be, oh, my God. To know if the tween is there, do you have to roll twice? Does the tween affect whether you know the tween is there? Meaning I would have to get the, I roll twice and get the worst attribute roll? Yes. Why would I think a tween's there, though? Because you can see it on the prime material plane. I mean, you're on the ethereal plane. Oh. You're on the same plane with it. Oh, you can see? It's easier to see there. So what do you want to give for me, an intelligence roll? Yeah. I mean, that's, I know. That's all, we got. all right. But you, you have to take a disadvantage. So you have to roll it twice and get the worst one. Because of the tween? Yes. All right. No, I no, don't know. You have no idea. I have no idea. You have no idea. Okay, so I'll make a saving throw. Okay. 13 and a 13. I think you make it. Oh, wow. Six hit dice. It's a nightmare. This is... It's a nightmare. You may just have to come back home. Let's see. Thirteen's pretty close. That's pretty pretty close to uh, save. Jeez. Uh, this, this thing's going... What happened to the tribesmen versus Cobalt? That's what I got to say. Yeah, this has gotten... Oh, you didn't make it. Oh, so it worked. And does suggestion work on a... Yes, of course. What's it, it work on? When this spell is cast by the magic user, he or she influences the action of chosen recipients by uttering a few words, phrases... Suggesting the course of action desired. The creature will be influenced, must, of course, be able to understand the suggestion. It's spoken language. What well, this clearly understands demonic creatures. It's all it's an intelligent horse. It's been sent to get her. I right. mean it's Orcus's nightmare. So the suggestion must be worded in a manner to make itself sound reasonable. Requesting the stab itself, this is on page 75 of the player's handbook, is not reasonable. However, a suggestion a pool of acid is actually a pool of pure water would be refreshing as another matter, urging the cessation attack upon a Magic user's party would benefit a red dragon, etc. is reasonable. The course of action of session continue in effect to a considerable duration, such as the case of the red dragon mentioned above. If the re recipient creature makes the saving throw, it has no effect. Note a very reasonable session will cause the saving throw to be made at a penalty at the discretion of your DM. Undead or not, undead or not subject to suggestion. So my suggestion is you need to go back to the abyss, and I'll see you there later. Sounds reasonable to me. Right. Okay. I'm going home. I'll see you later. Okay. Tell tell Papa Orcus that I'll be back later. So it's like the Jedi mind trick. Right. So I'm going to go back to Orcus, and I'm going to be... Can we play out this scene? Sure. So you're Orcus. <laughs> Orcus. So, so, so where, where's, where's Kelly? <laughs> oh, she said that, <laughs> that I should come back, and she should spend some more time. With her. Oh, 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 you fall for silly oh. Jedi mind trick. <laughs> Okay. I'm so hungry. All right. You're Orcus. Get Orcus. You got a stats for Orcus? Yeah, I'm going to hit you with the wand of Orcus. That's what you're going to do. So I'm the nightmare, mm -hmm. and I'm back. Well, this thing's going to play out, doesn't okay. it? Sure. So there I come back, and I'm right Where's this. Kelly? Oh, boss. <laughs> he said that I should come back. Oh, oh. You her. fell for silly trick, you stupid horsey. Suck your best mind trick. <laughs> Those girls... Those action girls. What was that thing from the uh, Mad Libs? The yes, the. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The action-packed girls. The action. Ah, you got tri tricked by action-packed girl. Oh, 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 oh. 
Of course, the other demons are laughing. Ah, 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 stupid, stupid horsey. Let's see what my reaction, what a roll reaction roll. Oh, Orcus's reaction roll. Yeah. Sure, you're right. He may not. Yeah, okay. He may find this funny. Okay. Ah, oh, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly. No, I, I nine nine. All right, so <laughs> all right, so what are you gonna do? So it's I'm gonna attack you with my wand of the not initiative. I smash your face in with the wand of Orcus. What does it do? All right, where's the wand? All right, what does the wand of Orcus do? How much damage? What happened? Uh, well, first I have to hit you. That's true. I mean, oh yeah, that's right. It may see negative four. Where the wand of Orcus is under? It's an artifact. Yes. And there is a picture. I well, but first we have to start with the monster manual. It says because that's where on page eighteen. Okay. Finally, Orcus holds the Wand of Death, Orcus's Wand, which is a rod of obsidian tipped with by a skull. The instrument causes death or annihilation of any creature save those of like status, other princes of devils, gods, saints, etc., by merely touching their flesh. Other powers of this device are rumored amongst mortals are dealt with in another book, which, of course, is the monster, uh, the DMG. So do you think... It's on page 18 of it, and there's a picture, of course, at the bottom of the Wand of Orcus. Do you think he's, he's like... Then says, bring me my wand. That's and right. like the horse, the nightmare's like, uh-oh. You see like someone comes out, it's like a big case. Right. And hands it to him. That's right. Oh, oh, oh. So now I have to try to hit you. Okay. All right. Well, like everything, let's roll first and see what I get. 12. You were just AC negative four? Negative four. All right. I'm going to say he's a 14 hit dice monster, so he hits you. Now, would you like to be killed or annihilated? So, yeah, so you're on the one, that's on page 17 it talks about? It's about 18, it's on the next Oh, it's page. on the next. Just above, it's just above Kelly. There, oh, okay. Fi oh, finally. 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 Got it. So, Orcus's wand. So, it causes death or annihilation to any creature save those of like status, merely by touching their flesh. So, it hits, it's just, so there's Pew. no save. Pew. No save. It's right. just. Death or annihilation. Well, let's roll. So is he because this is what happened in one of my campaigns. We we, I gave him a choice. Gave him a fifty fifty chance. Did he? Because it wasn't Orcus who was wielding the wand. It was someone else. Right. So annihilation, as we said, is bad. Death. Right. If you're dead, you're dead. It's not that big a deal. Do you think there's like a little button, like for yeah. which one? It's like uh, yeah, switch. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Is it annihilation? I'm rolling the angry monk die. Yes, but. There's really no butt, is there? Well, it doesn't really matter, because if he dies there and he's from that plane, he's, a, he's killed. That's he's why it's annihilated. That's right, he's annihilated. So, I, so he, yeah, so I just got Bing. annihilated. Bing. Wow, Kelly. She's a, she's a nightmare. She is a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. That's the... Pew, 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 pew. This is what she's doing. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, oh man. Kelly has just fucked, no pun intended, Orcus. Yeah. Jeez. She snubbed Orcus. That's... Wow. He is rogue. Can't wait to see how this movie goes. Oh, Vixon. Hello, sir. I doubt the nightmares would be able to ride into Orcus's presence. Yeah. Oh, really? Why? Well, that's true. Whoa. We're not saying he just rode up in there. I assume, oh, yeah, no, no. We it's... assume he was summoned by Orcus. Right. To, to, he assumes, I, we assume, bring back Kelly to me. And right. that, no, is a, you know, is a vampire or a demon going to stand in the way of the nightmare when Orcus calls? No, he's going to say, I, I've got the something by Orcus. back. Yeah. They've been waiting. Right. Where is that nightmare? Where is that nightmare? How long does it take to go to the ethereal plane? Someone explain to me the astral plane again and how long it takes. It's very confusing. <laughs>
Right. So they try and bring him in. Right. So big doors open. Exactly. Right. A little nightmare walks up. That's right. All right. That's Where's it. Kelly? Buzz up. Next. Yeah. I got I got a lot. What else have I got in the docket, Bob? Here we go. He's sweating. That's what I got in the docket. Everyone's like turning away. Oh, it's another Tuesday. Another Tuesday in the temple of in the in the in the house of the abyss. Yeah. All right. She's four and zero. She's four and zero. She's a crafty. Well, that tween. I was hoping they would take out the tween, but apparently. Oh, she's got a tween. That's right. She, no, she, you know, Orcus was a, a little, little quick. She didn't. He didn't. Uh, nightmare charmed. I gotta keep all this for the archives for the uh, uh, Library of Grognes. Went back. Orcus annihilated. Yep. Late. It's, it's good enough. All right, moving on. Uh, annihilated. That's funny. All right, so we did that. We did that. We are now. Well, I want to do this. Our new segment, okay. right? The Night City Adventures. Yes. Right. This is this is the one which I was supposed to get a sound effect and I didn't. So that Dan had found a good sound effect, but I forgot to do it. Well, actually, I didn't forget to do it. I ran out of time because I was on I was on a little break. What do you want, puppy? So we're gonna we, we're gonna try a new segment. Right. So you want to describe what we're trying to accomplish here? So what we talked about last episode was we talked about pummeling. We did. And let's we, we were fairly enamored with pummeling. Yeah, we and, were hot, we've been dreading the whole unarmed combat. And pummeling turned out to be actually kind of fun, we decided. Right. And so we decided to do a segment where we have a half-orc who is a thief in the city. And, you know, he just, what is he, low level? He's second level? He's just going to pummel people, right? So this is life as... This is the half-orc? This is the half-orc. Yep. And he is, uh, right? So he is... Uh, and he's a thief, you said? Half-orc thief? I thought he was... Uh, didn't we roll up to second level? I think he was... Yeah, second, second level thief, right. He's a second level half-orc thief. Right. And uh, he... It, and this, we're trying to replicate what we think would be the typical life of a half-orc half -orc thief. Kind of a thug. He's a thug. He's a thug. He's a thug. Life of a thug. I think he's, if he, well, right. So he's Knuckles a, is his name. Ha, was his name? Okay. Knuckles. I like it. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. And so he's gonna, he's hanging out in a dark alley. He's a second level thief. Mm -hmm. Now, again, if we were good people, we would have figured all this stuff out. We didn't. We're just going to roll with it. So he has no shirt. He's set. He's bare. Clearly, he's, right? He's, yeah. He's almost looks like the picture from the player's handbook, but he's uglier. He has long arms. Right. He's got some. <laughs> Incredibly long arms. He's that dude. Is it possible that dude's a half orc? Mm, he's awful short for a half orc. Yeah, why are half orcs? Well, we talked about this. Half orcs are taller. Right? right? They're taller than man and right? It's weird. It shouldn't happen. They should be short. That's, well, you know, I think the picture shows them that way, but I think in the DMG that may not be the case anymore. So the well, height. The height is. I think in, in the DMG, when you roll their height, it's not as tall. Something's not quite right on the height on the DMG right. is what it should be. Oh, he's kind of half workish. Yeah, but is, is yeah. This is this is the picture on the player's handbook from page. What page is on? Page twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yes. So unfortunately, he's lost his. He's lost his, his dagger. Yes. Whatever. Whatever that weapon. Yes. Is. Right. So that's we're playing that dude knuckles. Yeah, so in the DMG, I'm using the charts on 238, there may be other places, a half-orc male 
is 66 inches, whereas a human is 72 inches, plus or minus. So they're shorter. But in the player's handbook picture, isn't, oh, isn't the handbook? Oh, oh, the picture. Isn't it taller than that? Or maybe oh, I'm losing my mind. You know what I'm talking about. I do know. I was just there. I was just there. Page Well, no, they are a little shorter than the human. Okay, so maybe, never mind. I retract all that. But how tall is yours? How tall is an orc? How tall is an orc? Well, that's a good question. I think they... they they ended up shorter than they should be, but maybe because, you know, the orcs and humans shouldn't be, you know, canoodling. Yeah. And something weird happens. Yeah. In, in orc, they are six foot plus tall. Right. So, so the half orcs got short. Yeah. So they, yeah, they would be hard to blend in because they're, they got their runts, basically. Yeah. See, I think that's what happens. You're not supposed to be doing that business. So they ended up like runts. So the half orcs are runts. Okay. I got it. Okay. Someone wants uh, Orcus and Loth to fight. Each other, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I think that would be great, but it would be that'd be a lot. That's well, 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 I think I, you know, I appreciate we'll that. Put that away, okay. I, I, I think we'd have to do some planning. I wouldn't mind, I, yeah, but I like this general idea of like battle of like the gods or demons and devils, you know. Well, they statted them, they shouldn't have statted them if they didn't want that exactly. Thing. So, I think maybe you know that, that I think that's a good idea for down the road to maybe have a segment like the battle of the. Battle of the Gods. Yeah, and in gods will include demons and devils. Right. You know, yeah. right? Right. So that'll be like the real Battle of Champions. Right. They end up in the, at the Prime Material Plane in the Thunderdome. Exactly. Or right outside Iron Mountain. Or like a hero against Loth, right? You yeah, have like be, Achilles. No. Yeah, that would be okay. okay. But they would be destroyed typically, but Knuckles. Knuckles would definitely be destroyed. Knuckles. No, here, let's do this. No, let's do this. Knuckles, no, no. Knuckles is level one. He has zero experience points. He's going to get, ex- we're going to try to get him to second level before. Before GrogCon, okay? Okay. All right. So Knuckles, it's his first day. Okay, his first day. He just finishes it pretty so excited. Do, do we give him the minimums? What, what's, what was his stats? Oh, his stats were terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have them? No, I can't remember. Maybe I do. We rolled them up. I know. We? I thought we did. You have to go back. I don't get rid of any of them. Oh, wait a second. Look at this. What's over here? It's because we switched sides. Is that him? Yes. His strength is 13. His yeah, he was not very good. His strength, his dex is 15. Okay, so not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah. He and his uh, he had five hit points, which is pretty good. Can I have some? Can I have some gold? No, I don't get to roll for gold on the thief table. You're a first level thief. You gave all your money to the guild. You all right, nothing. that's so, why you're punching people. Oh yeah, okay. So I've got zero. I don't even, can't even afford a shirt. Right, <laughs> but you're the guy. You have- that knife. That was my first attempt. It went terrible. It went terrible. You know what happened seconds after mm. that? That dude just like grabbed the knife. Right. And I ran. And you ran. Now you're trying again. Oh my god, I'm homeless. <laughs> I'm eating giant rats. <laughs> I look like the giant rat. I'm hungry. All right. So now we need to find the city table. Okay. Yes. We look for what is it? That dude, Emmerich. Who are the yeah, guys? Emmerich the chaotic. Terrible. One ninety-two. Thank you, sir. All right. This is a sad story. Three. Very like a Dickens story, don't right. you think? This is Tale of Two Cities. I'm well, an orphan. Wait a minute, that's. I see that. Where's the table? Oh, here it is. There it is. Page 191. All right. He's at night. We said this is a nighttime. Oh, I'm only going, of course. I'm only going to go out almost at night. All right. right. So roll percentage. Okay. There we go. Please roll a double zero. That would be amazing. Is, oh, my God. 61. A merchant. Nope, 61. Monk or bard? Oh. oh. No. Sick. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not no. Cold. You never know. Well, you know, 
Mugging is like a box of chocolates, parents. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, here we go. Let's see. Monk, so less than 60. It's a monk. It's a monk. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. wait. Is there a random? How do we figure out the level of the monk? Well, well let's, see, let's see if it says in here. Hold oh, on. yeah. Let's look at monk. Thank you, James. Monk. Oh, God. You're on page 192. Yes. Go ahead. Monk encounters <laughs> will be with a single monk of 7th to 10th level? <laughs> what is Gary doing? <laughs> okay, James. You need some water? That's hilarious. The monk might appear as, oh my God, as a beggar. Right. The, oh, so I, I'm like, oh, this is like he's begging for money. Why would I mug a guy who's begging for money? Well, whatever. I'll take what he's got. Because you're an idiot. Apparently. So I'm stealing from a beggar. Yeah, this is great. The business of the monk is typically that of traveling from point A to point B. Reaction is determined by standard task. Oh, so first I'm going to come up to him and I'm be like, give me your money. Oh, it's like a shakedown. Right. Well, let's. What level is he? All right, D four. Right. Yeah. Harold. Three. He's ninth level. He's a ninth level monk. Right. So we roll his uh, always alignment. He's always well, monks are always lawful. Aren't they're they? lawful. Something. So now we got to go and figure out. Uh, well, that, now you go chance of encountered uh, first level higher in the city town may possess. This is on page one ninety four. Uh, all first level or higher characters encounter city may possess one of the magic items of the time of encounter. Of course, they will employ the items. The power of the items must come into the They will. Test. I like how Gary put that in bold. They right. will employ. All right, so he has a 45% chance of having a miscellaneous weapon. And where are you getting that from? So under Monk, it says chance per level for magic items. So you take Monk, his, yep, I see take that. His, his, his ninth level, it's 5% per level, it's 45%. Oh, it's per, oh, <laughs> per level. Right. Got it. All right. There's a 45% chance of having a miscellaneous. He has a miscellaneous. He has a miscellaneous weapon. Oh, okay. So now we're on to back. So we're back to we're going to magic items. Well, yeah. I mean, it has to be something he can use, but hopefully. Oh, that's true. I think he used most things. It's miscellaneous. It's miscellaneous magic. Miscellaneous magic weapon. Weapon. Right. Okay. So we're we're pawing. We're pawing and turning. Page 125. Okay. Roll percentage. Okay. Be funny if he had a cursed item. One. He has arrows. I don't think he can use arrows. So roll again. I believe he. Well, I, don't, I think he can only use a crossbow. I don't think he can use a bow. Yes, roll again. Just in case. Why do I know this? I don't. You know. yeah. This is terrible. No, I shouldn't know this nonsense. Yeah, he cannot use a. He cannot use a bow. I'll hold him. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Bolts. That makes sense. A bolt, because he can use a crossbow. Yes. So he's got a cross. Roll 2d10. Okay, 2d10. He has 10 plus 2 bolts. Jeez. Okay, keep going. He's a beggar? He's acting like a beggar. He's acting like, where is that thing? Okay. 10 plus 2 bolts, yep. So now there is a, a... He has an 18% chance of having a protection device. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's it. There it is. 20. Nope. Okay. Close, though. Ring. He has a 45% chance. No. Nope. And 45% miscellaneous magic. No. Okay, so he has a bolts. Could have so been worse. He has a crossbow, basically. Okay. Now we need to figure out his alignment. It's, it's one of the three. Right. So I just roll for... Yeah. All right, we'll start with good, neutral, then evil on the yeah. back end. All right. He's neutral. He's neutral. Lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. Oh, he's, this guy's a lawbreaker? He's going to rock him. Yeah. All right. All right, so... Uh, we're ready for, he, so Knuckles is going to try to pummel. Oh, yeah. He, he, monks don't wear armor, do they? Correct. 
Okay. So knuckles. All right. So we gotta go with the unarmed. Combat. Oh, it's a reaction roll first. Well, reaction. I already said reaction roll. You already said. Yes, right. But you're you're coming to ta- you say you're saying give me your money. Well, so. Okay, so I'm gonna. That's... You're lawful. Maybe you're like feel bad for me. No, I'm. You're breaking the law. Steal. You're not saying give me the money, please. You're about to give me your money. I'm gonna punch your lights. Well, out. the dice don't lie. Well, we react. What's, where's the reaction table? The reaction table is. Uh, is it sixties? Yeah, it's in the six fifties. Yeah, sixty-three. Fifty-nine. I'm also giving uncertain. Oh, so you're giving? Oh, so you're like, but but fifty-five percent prone to positive. Because I think it's ridiculous. I think so you roll again to see if you're... I, I think it's ridiculous. Well, you feel bad for me. Yeah, I'm like, well, go away, boy. I ain't going away. You give me your... Give me what you got. Give me give me your stuff. If, if, if you can hit me, I will give you... I will give you what I have. All right, I'm taking a swing at you. Yeah. So now no, I get to go first. Because you're a monk? Yes. What's that rule? That rule, really? You're gonna you're gonna challenge me on this rule? No, I'm not challenging. I want to learn. So monks get to go. So monks, no, it's I, not monks get to go. Well, first of all, it's initiative. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not challenging on this. I want to learn. We well, this is what we just. I apologize. Have I you heard the show? <laughs> I guess I thought we were, would have remembered something from the previous you're, game. You're mistaking me for one of the players in your game. No, I apologize. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be rude. I just was like, seriously, mm-hmm. we just talked about. It. Opponents see the monk is using his hands, which right, are weapons. Right, right. So it's a weapon. So if opponents with weapons what use normally, I'm sorry, page 73 of the DMG, what we learned is if opponents of a grappling, pummeling, or overbearing attack, because you're going to try to pummel me. Correct. The opponent will always strike first unless the attacker has surprise. You do not have surprise. Right, right. Any weapon hit does no damage, but it does indicate that the attacker trying to grapple pummel has been driven off and attack is unsuccessful. Oh, right. And then I can strike you back for real. Oh, right, right. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Even if grapple power over, monks are able to conduct open-hand combat normally until stunned or unconscious. There's a special monk rule down right. there. Yeah. So even if you're pummeled, you can conduct open-hand combat normally until stunned or... Right. Yeah, so your AC is... Do you have no armor? So your AC 10 is with the dex of 13. I am AC 10. Right. So that's not so great. And uh, monks, ninth level. I'm a ninth level monk. I need a six to hit you. Okay. Maybe I'll miss. 16. I hit you. So you don't hit me. You do your best swing. I go. Yeah. So where do you say? And where are you reading from? So what happens then? So, right. So you just whack. Right. So you just sort of brush that away. And do I now flee? No, now the way, now I could choose to hit you if I want. What section are you under? I'm under the same section we are. Which at any any weapon hit does no damage, but it does indicate the attacker trying to grapple, pummel, or overbear has been fended or driven off, and the attack is unsuccessful. The weapon wielder then has the opportunity to strike at the weaponless one for real. Oh, I see. Opponents if, with weapons use normally. If he or she chooses, strike the opponents with weapons have no chance of fending off a strike. Surprise chan excuse me, surprise opponents with weapons have no chance of fending off strike unless the opponent must use all surprise settings to close grapple, pummel, etc. So so right, so the so the hand is considered a weapon of the monk. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and it Yeah, good. Yes. Uh, yeah, he is not he is not pummeling. He is this is his normal attack. Right, right. So that's so you're saying 
his hand is a weapon because the open hand, right? That's what I understand this, right? Right. And so then if he hits with his hand, it doesn't do any damage, but it does indicate that I have been fended or driven off. So you use, so you first, so in the grapple, the first, if the person has a weapon, they get to go first and they basically deflect it and fend it off. And so my, oh, so the attack, right, so the, so it has been driven off. Got it. Right, and technically your AC is nine. I thought your oh, strength was 15. Your dex is 15. Oh, so okay, yes, your AC is nine. Got it. Okay, Thank oh, you. so that just means, okay, but so that just means that that's that round, though. Right. So in other words, I went to attack. And I'm... Then you get an attack. If I want to. Got it. So, so when I pummel, I go, well, who goes for, and who goes first? Do no, I, it doesn't matter. I let you go first. Yeah, I was just wondering if that's the way. There, there is no first. That's oh, what it I says see. here. If, I, if you're attacking me with these things, I always get to go first. Oh, oh, the opponent will always strike first. Any women, right, but does no damage. I got you. So does that mean, so wait, what does that mean? Do you now, like, get an attack? Yes, I can attack now. Oh, I see. So you, the way you read that is you get to go first. The opponent will always strike first. Yes. I read it like it literally says. The opponent will always strike first, and if he hits, he, uh, you can't attack, and, and I get my attack. And the attack is unsuccessful. Right. The weapon wielder then has the opportunity to strike at the weaponless one, quote, for real. Right. If you choose. I right. got it. Okay, well, that's pretty easy. Yeah. So it's going to take me about eight segments. Eight segments. So next. next. Right. So you went, you tried to hit me. I went, Phew. that's why I said, if you can hit me, I will give you something. Oh, and you're, what did you need to hit? I needed a six. Yeah, I mean, you're just like, you're like Hong Kong Fooey, right? <laughs> Wait, wasn't that, wasn't that a cartoon? <laughs> Can we say Hong Kong Fooey anymore? Oh, maybe not. Uh, right. That was a cartoon back in the 80s, wasn't it? Or 70s? I don't know. I'll be preparing your apology video. I apologize. Uh, I just remember that was... Yeah, who are you apologizing? Do you know who you're apologizing to? Yes, okay. the world. <laughs> but that was a cartoon in the 70s, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Number one super guy? He was a character, Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah, he was right. Can you say that? I think so, but I, okay. think, but I don't think you can... Can you talk like Hong Kong Fooey? No, but I remember he was a cartoon. He was a dog. dog wasn't he was a, a dog. dog. He, was. he was like a superhero. <laughs> so, all right. So you, right. so you do that. So I come at you, and you're just like, I'm David Carey. You're like, whack. Yeah, yeah. Or Bruce Lee or whatever. Right? I, I, don't do it again. Go away. Hmm. Do you want to roll your wisdom? Yeah, I really do need to. You're right. This guy, see, it's all about wisdom, right? All right. What is my wisdom? 3D6. Oh, we don't know my wisdom. No, we didn't, oh, we didn't need it because we were just doing. Whoa. Ten. It's above average. All right, let me see. So do I take your advice? 20. No, no. Okay. Heck no. You're going to try to attack Come me Come on, again? old man. I'm not old. I'm just a beggar. Give me, that. Give me what you got, old man. All right, let's do it. All, All right. right. So now, again, you're going to try to attack me. Yeah. I'm going to try to fend you off. Eight. Again. Now I'm going to attack you, though. Oh, boo. Yeah. I still hit you. Shouldn't you have to do a reaction roll? You want me to do a reaction yes, roll? Yes, I think yes. Until I really annoy you. Because the dice should decide what happens. Ten. What? Uh-oh. That's not good. Ten is pretty much instant attack. Uh-oh. 63? Hostile. Immediate action. Oh, yes. immediate action. Well, wait. But that's, look, that's different than immediate attack. Okay, immediate action. Immediate Asterisk. action. You're hostile. 
No, I don't know. What's the difference between immediate action and immediate attack? Uh, I think it's... You're going to try to pummel me. Um, yeah, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> punch you in the face. <laughs> it's not a crossbow time yet. Yeah, I'm not going to shunt. I don't need to use a crossbow. You, you want to knock me out. I'm master of the north wind. Whoa. You think a lot of yourself. And I'm AC3. I'm basically, I move at 23. I could just run away from you if I wanted to. Well, why? That would be no fun. But no, it's, right. it's immediate action. Right. So it's two, I get two attacks per round at, and I do three to 12 damage. Oh my God, I'm going to end up in the, uh, I'm going to end up in prison. Yeah, I'm going to punch you and put you in the And jail. they call the guards. That's exactly. And there'll be a trial. Right. So now I'm going to hit you. You're annoying me. Oh, I missed. But oh. I two attacks. Oh, I missed twice. Wow. I was stunned. You're actually more fleet than oh, I thought. You, oh, well, you're not. <clears> now I'm really angry. You're not all that. You're, now I'm really angry. And I'm overconfident now. Yeah, all right. Because I'm like, oof. All right, so you're going to try to punch me again? Heck yeah. Well, now I got to see if, if I flattened you off. I could win this thing. Not winning. Oh, I missed. You can actually Oh, let's all right, go. All right, all right, all right. Now we got to figure it out. Okay. All right, pummeling table. Get out your <sighs> pencils. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. Now we get to the pummel. So now we have to figure out the variables applied to pummeling, grappling, overbearing. This is on page 72. Okay. All right. So you are a thief. You get one because you're on the lowest column. So you get one for that. And Wait, tell me that. Wait, where's that? So we're starting from, we're starting from variable applicable to all pummeling, grappling, overbearing attacks on page 72. Right. And it says, the attacker takes the number of columns he or she normally uses for weapons attacks, one being the lowest level, two, right. and so on. And then you add to this a secret D6. I don't know why it has to be secret, because eventually you have to let me know. So, I'm sorry, you should roll for your guy. Right this, between? No. Two. This is your attack adjustment. Oh, so your attack right. adjustment is three. Right, that's horrible. I remember that part. Right. I would have forgotten about to that. To this number, he or she adds a secret. The defender does the same, but the die roll is D4. So in my case, I am considered a ninth, I'm a ninth level monk. And so I need to look at my chart. My chart says I am on the third chart and I roll a D4. Four, so I have a total of seven. My defense adjustment is seven. Now we have to do it the other way around. You roll a, I roll a D6 for my attack adjustment. Even though I'm probably not gonna do that, I'm probably just gonna punch you normally. Now you roll your defense adjustment, D4. Uh, three. So you have a four defense adjustment. Okay, and so you can use this to either help you attack your attack adjustment, or if you hit what the action is, and I can use my defense adjustment either to make it harder for you to hit or to lower, mitigate the damage. Okay? Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Just, yes. All right. So uh, you have base... Uh, chance of hitting AC, it's the AC value times 10. So you're, my AC is 3, so you have a 30% chance. Right. Now, your attacker's, attacker's dexterity point uh, per point, you have 15. So you get plus 15 for that. So, oh, okay. So I'm at 45? Right. Okay. Um, no, attacker's no. AC point per point with negative treated as positive. You have... Attacker's AC per point, nine. So you get plus nine for that. Since, since you're not in a lot of armor, that's helpful. Okay. Opponent's not slowed. It's not stunned. It's not uh, prone. Here's where you lose. Opponent's base movement over 12. My movement is 24. Ooh, okay. So that's just minus, oh, minus five. Okay. 
the, the thing says, do not count if unable to move freely, but he can. He's not hasted. Okay, so you have a total of... Wait, it says, if unable to move freely, down, cornered. How do you know I haven't cornered you? I cornered you. Have I cornered you? There's no way I'm cornered. I move at 24. No, you're not cornered. <laughs> you're not cornered. I'm, oh, the dice don't lie, but I'm not just giving any okay. kind of dice nonsense. Wow. Yeah, that's not. You get you you're lucky you're still alive. 40 you have a 49% chance to hit. Okay. That's so, it. We're done. That's a bad. That, that's 49% chance. And what I, what's my attack bonus if I choose to use it? 3. And oh, that I can either use the percentage to hit or right. to the result. Correct. And I'm going to use it for the result. And I'm going to use mine to make it harder for you to hit me. So how many you hit? so 7. So now you need a 42. Got it. Here we go. All right. You got a lot of hit points. Now. I think probably forty. You hit, okay. <laughs> Popped you in the face. That's awesome. All right. So now, moving on. <laughs> now we have to figure out your uh, what you do. That's right. Attacker strength per point over twelve. You get one point because you are you have thirteen strength. You're not using a pummel or mist, uh, mailed fists. Active defender per point over fourteen. I don't know if you have. I have to figure out my decks real quick. That's oh, probably pretty good. Don't you have to have a high dex? Probably even a monk? Yeah. Yeah, I have at least 13. I think monks have to have... What's the minimum? Monk, 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 monk. Dex of 15. All right. Uh, so I have a dex of 15 is... Minus 2. 2 over 14, so it's minus 2. And... Uh, I don't have any armor. Okay. So, yeah, it's basically you get to roll. So what is the adjustment? Uh, minus one. Is that including your negative? Oh, now use your, use your attack adjustment. So, yes. So you get plus two. Okay. Percent. 37. 37. 39. Plus two. Oh. Right. Glancing blow off balance. You get two plus your strength bonus. Series ends determination. Yeah, but you get, you get two attacks during pummeling. Oh, okay. So you did two points. Two Plus strength bonus. Right. Which is not two. All right. Same thing. You get to roll. You, this time you didn't attack. You missed. 92. Okay. So that's the end of the round. Oh, that's right. That's my second punch. Uh, right. Right. Got it. All right. So basically, I like it. A glancing blow. Right. Oh, wait. And I was off balance? You were off balance. Series ends. Right. So you Determination you get... of next strike. What does that mean? Determination of next strike must be. Oh, meaning like I get the second strike? Yeah. In each round of weaponless melee, there will be two pummeling attacks. So your first pummeling attack, you did a glancing blow. The right. second time, you completely missed. And now it ends. If, so if it didn't end, it would keep going. Oh, strike again. I got it. And that was it. That's got right. It. So I'm like... Right. So now we're into the new round. So that didn't go terribly well for me. Well, you get, did two points. You actually touched me. You got like a bloody mouth. Yeah. So I saw you hit me. I will give you... Uh, do, I have, do I have any gold on me? Oh, yeah. What's here? Yeah. Yes. Exclamation point. All right. You hit me, so I'm going to be honorable. Oh, wow. Right? I said, if you hit me, I'll give you something. Oh, I forgot you said that. I said I did it. Yeah. Yes. So how much gold? How do you do this? I'm going to just figure out gold. Well, how do you is, want me to figure this is out? Is there a random? Probably isn't a random gold for a monk, is there? Right. I, I'm sure there's not. I mean, he's not supposed to have anything on him. He's supposed to have the minimum amount. Monk's supposed to have no treasure, basically. Oh. Right? They're poor. He lives, he lives as a beggar. Well, oh, so this is this is what it's been donated to him. 
Yeah, he's not very happy, but because he didn't think you'd hit him. So you probably, I don't know, let's see, he's like two to 24 gold pieces. They can have a small fraction of whatever treasure they gain. They possess no more than uh, a couple of magic items, blah, blah. And they maintain money sufficient for their modest needs and their henchmen. There you go. Well, so. wait, is, it, is there a treasure type for human? Yes. Like, what's, like, well, that's what you are, right? I am a human. So let's go to men. Men. So men. So you are just, you're just a man. Man? Is there a normal man? Are you like an equivalent of a pilgrim? There's just like. Yeah, pilgrim, sure. Individual. Aren't you? Is there an individual pilgrim? Because I'm going to have individual money. I'm not going to have. No, I understand that. You're not a caveman. Caveman. Pilgrim is probably the best. Probably. Treasure type. See below. See below. <laughs> well, okay, so here you go. Oh, there it is. Pilgrims and monks. Here you go, Carrie. Oh. J Treasure. J Treasure? Look at this. Get out. Amazing. We figured that out all by ourselves. <laughs> J, all right. Oh, perfect. You. We're good. Roll 3d8. It's, we're, on, we're on page 105. It's 3 to 24 pieces of copper? Yep, that's what he gets. Oh, I'm going to fight you again, dude. <laughs> All right, 3, so that's 3d8. Yeah. 4, 7. 19 eight. copper pieces. All right, well, how, but how much are you giving me? I'm giving you the whole bag. Oh! I said I'll give you my hair. Yes! Got, you got 19 copper pieces. Well... Yeah. Well done. You sh but you should think you were fortunate. You may not be as fortunate next time. You ain't going to try to convert me? I am, I'm saying you should try to change your evil ways. Screw you, old man. No, I shoot you with the bow. <laughs> I shoot you with the crossbow. <laughs> I run. All right. That's good. Successful. So that was a successful right. pummeling. Yes. I actually struck. That's like hitting Muhammad Ali. Right. I actually Ooh. hit a, a, what was a ninth level monk. A ninth level monk. I mean, it was a glancing blow, but it did two hit points of damage. Well, and this is why it's interesting. If you were to try to hit him as a first-level thief, you would need if an 18. Yeah. You have a 20% chance of hitting. Here, you had a 40% chance of hitting. This is much better than that knife. Right. A dagger. Exactly. All right. So That's... I got, write this down. Whatever I have, 19 copper pieces. Yeah, write this down. That's, That's XP, baby. It's not even one XP, is it? No. It's close. Come but, on. no, you. I'm going to say you defeated the monk. He, he basically... Oh, you're going to give me some XP for being I the am. monk. Yes. Okay, DM, how much are you giving me? Oh, well, I need, I'm on my way. I only need like 1250, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you only need 1250. Let me figure it out. I'm on my way to second level. I'm going to punch my way to second level. You're going to have a puncher's chance to mm -hmm. do that. So I got to figure out your experience points. Thank so you. What page are we on? Uh, 84 on the DMG is experience points. All right. So now experience points. It says tricking or outwitting monsters or overcoming tricks or traps. Yes. We've talked about it. Must this. be determined subjectively. Yes. So this is sort of, this is, I don't know if this is outwitting. You, outwit, you defeated him. Mm -hmm. you, he gave you the qualifier that if you beat him, he'll take your treasure. Because, again, part of it's the idea is if you take treasure and you successfully bring it home, that's getting experience points. And I think, you know, usually, I wonder if there can be an upward adjustment. Because you know how they say it should be a downward adjustment? Right. When the wizard beats 20 orcs, it's no big deal. Yes, I agree with that. But I did really well here. I, 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 I punched above my weight class. Right. Well, so, so the first asterisk says treat peasants as minus one. One minus one, men at arms is one minus one to one, and all levels as the N plus one dice category. 
So he's a ninth level monk. So I'm going to say he's a nine plus one monk. Whoa. So it's 900 experience points. Are you giving me full? Sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. And uh, hit points. Let's just give him the average hit points. He would have 10 dice, 25. I don't know if he has a con. He doesn't have a con, so uh, he has 25 hit points. 25 times 14 is 240, 340. So that's 1240. He has a special ability. 1240, uh, yeah, so 1240, 1690. Yeah, 1690. So you got 1690 experience points. I can be, well, now I need the money. Yeah, you need training money. I could be second level. Yeah, so welcome to first edition. Just by edition. punching a monk in the face. Right, by punching the monk in the face and having a DM who's like, whatever, you could be second level. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's and this is very typical first edition. You got the experience, but you don't have the money to go up and trust. So now it's just about punching people and getting enough money. Right. Because how much do, oh, well, it depends how good I am. Like, what rating you give me. Right. How many weeks does it take me to train? Let me give you a dice roll. How much money is it? Well, I'm not, oh, you're ready to do Three. You did below average. So three weeks? No, it's not below average. Three? No, three is actually better in the rating. So how much money do I need? Well, we're going to have to figure that out, too. We did a whole session on this, by the way, for those keeping up. Three is fair performance. You're what page you on? I'm sorry, page 86, which is after the determining of that. So I did a fair performance. Right. Beef is 2,000 level, 2,000 per level per week. So you need 6,000 gold pieces. Oh, my gosh. Oh, for a level meaning you think the level I'm at now. Right. Got it. So I need 6,000 gold pieces. Because you need three weeks because you got to... Because I show up and I'm going to be like... Well, no, I'm you... sorry. My apologies. It's level of character training times 1,500 is the weekly cost per study. And then you multiply that by how many weeks you need. So oh. you need 4,500. So basically show up to the right. guild. Right. I'm like, I think I'm ready. They're right. like, ready? Ready for what? You just finished your apprentice. Yeah, last night I... Punched a monk in the face. Ninth level monk. A, a grand wind master. Some, of the, yeah, he was breaking wind or something like of that. Of the north. Ah, and you survived, huh? I, I don't believe it. Oh, yeah. believe it, buddy. I got his gold piece right here. Here's a little bag with his little initials on there. Well, like, where's your, you got gold pieces? Well, how much? How long do you think it's... How much, how well, long first of all, you have to give your 33% to the guild. Oh, that's true. The 19. You're right. I'm a guild member. So 19... So I lose what that's like. I say six copper. They round up at the guild. How much is your intelligence? You may not even know how to count to 20. Oh my God, it's like 18. I'll just give me a call there. Oh, wait, hang on. I need to do an attribute check. 16. Oh, I totally failed. What happened for? Yeah, I, I, I get, you only have 10. You have nine now. They ripped me off. Yeah, they ripped you off. Oh, that's horrible. Uh-huh. So I have nine copper pieces. How, long's, how many weeks is it going to take, do you think, to train me? Uh, you don't have enough money. You need to get more money. Well, how much is it per week? Uh, for you, 5000 a week. Oh, okay. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll true. be back tomorrow. you got to start punching. I'm on a mission. Right. Mission to get second level. That's right. I need to find a party. Pummeling <laughs> is this loud. Well, what you, here's the thing. This is a perfect example. You got a lot of experience, but no treasure, which is yeah. you, now you need to find... You, you want to find a weak person who has lots of treasure, which you also would get experience, but you would, that would be diminished down. So, for instance, if you beat up a merchant who had a 5,000 gold piece gem, I wouldn't give you 5,000 experience points. A merchant's... But I just need the money now. I don't need right. the XP. Right. Oh, I hope I find a merchant next time. Or you need to find a magic item that you could sell. 
Oh, that's true. If I kept punching that dude. Could have got his crossbow ball. Oh, I didn't. That's right. All right. All right. Well, very good. So hopefully this is helping you figure out pummeling. In the, in, in the next time, we will, ta we will grapple with grappling. Okay. Get it? Grappling. I got it. Grappling. I got that. Which is going to be a little harder than pummeling. Pummeling is the easy one. Mm. But I like it. I mean, it's flavorful. Okay. But it does take a lot of work. Okay. And do you want to do that? Now imagine having six players around the table. No. no. And figuring that out. No. All right. So with that, uh, I think we are now going to go to our next segment, which is the exciting Artifact Roadshow. What are we doing this, Dan? This is the segment of the show where I bring a magic item, a miscellaneous magic item, to James, who will try to identify it without the use of an identification spell and give me an estimated value. Well, Jack's doing the estimating today. Okay. Well, that's right, because you're dead. Remember what happened last yeah, time? Yeah, I was killed horribly. You were killed horribly. And this, of course, is, this is coming from Bobby Yaga's hut. Right. The Traveling Artifact Roadshow. Correct. From inside Baba Yaga's hut. Well, hello. Welcome to Artifact Roadshow. I'm Niles, the adjuster. Where's James? James had an unfortunate accident. He is no longer with us. I didn't see the last episode. Did I miss something? Oh, it's tragic. Very tragic. Me and, me and Cuddles here is very distraught. You can see how sad he is about it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, uh, all right. So uh, I guess I guess you'll do, uh, Niles. So uh, okay. So it's Niles. That's what I said. It's Niles. Niles. <laughs> That's what I said. It's Niles. So uh, what's not... your name? Bert. Bert. You're a very strange man. Very, aren't you? very common name, Bert. Okay, you're making me feel weird, Niles. I really miss Cuddles don't don't worry, he'll be gone soon. Oh my Go god. Ahead. Uh, ahead. So uh yeah, so uh Niles. Not... So yeah, so uh so I bought these uh boots at at an out the outlet. And I was told that what outlet? The one on thirty fourth and fifth. I'm not aware of a boot outlet on 34th and 5th. Well, Cuddles, were you aware of this? Okay. I was not either. So you bought boots. Go on. So I went into, and I said, I'm looking for a pair of boots. Hmm. And the clerk said... High, hard riding, soft boots? Yeah, that's very interesting you asked that. I was looking... You did? Low and soft. Low and soft. That's why I like it. Perplexing. Okay. So I said, uh, I would like, are you sure James is not here? Can James is no longer employed here at the Baba Yaga Hut's Artifact Roadshow Travel Emporium Copyright. Can I speak, I really, can I speak to your manager? I am the lead adjuster here. Okay. Cuddles, you are provoking cuddles. Okay. Um, so speak your testimony and saying, provide me the artifact that you want me to I peruse. Was trying to, I was looking for a pair of low soft boots. Yes, and I asked a very pertinent question. High, hard, low, soft. Low soft. Thank you. And so, I, uh, so he said, well, what you need is, so I, he said, well, you look like a man of 
good taste. He is selling you something. Of course he's going to say that. Do you really think that a no. salesman would, would look at you and feel this way? Look, you have eight comeliness, clearly. Five charisma. So, so this is, I, I don't know what comeliness is. Um, so, what he, so, so he said, look. Your name is Bert. Think yeah. about that, Bert. Does well, that sound like a name of distinction? Well, it's short, Not like Knives. It's short for Bartholomew, okay? All right? I go by Bert. So what I, he said was, he said, um, you look like a man of good taste. And he said, I think you want these. Come here. And he showed me these. He said, these boots of levitation ah. is what he said. And so I said, oh, he said, try them on. And so I put them on. And it was right up, right down. With the command word or just what did you do? Um, so intriguing, and they they contracted. What was interesting is that now I don't think there was. I don't remember it. Could be, I just put them on, and it allowed me to just go up and down. And what was interesting is I said, "Well, I don't think these are right for me because I'm a size seven and a half, uh, and they were a size nine. But when I put them on, they contracted. So he said, "Well, look, very common for for boots infused with." The Dwemer of Magic. Well, uh, I, I didn't realize that. And I was of course very... you didn't realize it. Your name is Bart. I, I... Oh, Bert, excuse me. It, it's short for... Boff. I'm going to call you Boff. For Bartholomew. Boff. Your name so... is Boff. Isn't his name Boff Cuddles? Yes. So what happened was he said this is normally... So there was a, there was a sign there, a little tag. Yes. And it said 15,000 GP. Mm. And I said, well, I can't afford that. And what he did was is... He said, well, for a man of your taste, this is what I'll do for you. And he took it and he put and he pulled out of his pocket a tag that had the it had the zero. The last zero was stricken through. Oh. Right? Interesting. Right? It says fifteen hundred. And I said, Well, I can't afford that. And he took it and he took another one out of his pocket. And it had another zero stricken through, 150 gold pieces. The story is somewhat intriguing now, Boff. Very good. And so I said, well, I might be able to come up with that, but I'd have to go to the bank. Ah. And so he says, well, I can, this offer is good for one hour. So what I did was, without telling my wife, which was frankly probably a mistake. You're married. Does that surprise you? Surprising. <laughs> Interesting. I ran back, I ran to the bank, and I drained my account. Your life savings. Our life savings, yes. 150 gold pieces. I wouldn't have put you at 150 gold pieces. I've been saving it all my life. Seems that's very laudable. And it was my life savings. We were going to retire, me and my wife. I see. And I raced back with it. Mm-hmm. It was jingling a lot. I was a little nervous. Sure. Was a lot of thieves around. <laughs> Some dude with no shirt. Been <laughs> very long arms. Yes. I've heard of him. Intriguing yeah. fella. <laughs> heard he defeated a, a grandmaster yeah, with I one did, punch. I didn't like the look of him. Amazing. Right? Those long hands are good for pickpocketing, I hear. Uh, among other things. <laughs> He's like way over there. <laughs> very friendly. That's right. So I eluded that dude, and I came back with 150 gold pieces. It took a long time to count. And so I got the boots, and I put them on. And so what happened was, 
then I, I was, you know, going up and down, up and down. And he was like, you know, you may not want to do that and draw attention. So I said, okay. So what happened was I came walking out. And well, you know who was there waiting for me? That dude with the long arms ah. and the hairy chest. Knuckle drag, I think he's called. Uh, perhaps. And what he did was he started, he came at me. And I, I, I got very nervous. So what I did is, and then he, what he did is he, he looked like he was going to pummel me. Seems like his modus operandi. So what I did was, I'm like, well, this is going to be hilarious. Does this story end? Now I'm getting bored, but and please, so, Harry. And so what, I, what was interesting was I, I said, oh, I'm just going to levitate. And when I went to levitate, you know what happened? I, I'm cute. I can't even fathom a guess. I started dancing. Well, you don't find that strange? Why isn't that strange? I find it. Did he punch you? Well, no, because I was dancing so much, he kept missing, and he started laughing and laughing, and he just left. Like, he wasn't interested in the boots anymore for some strange reason. Yeah. Like, he just let me be. And then I stopped dancing, and then I could levitate again. And then when I got home, I told my wife what I had bought, and she came at me. Right. And so she started to, to engage me in melee. <laughs> she was... Incident now, this is this is interesting now. Uh, Cuddles, his wife figured out, <laughs> finally figured out what kind of pathetic person Boff is. Yeah. Yes. The DM said she rolled very low on, on the reaction table, and it was immediate attack. And she, the DM said my low charisma did not help <laughs> the roll. And so she did instant attack. And what happened was strange is the minute she came at me and I tried to levitate, I started dancing again, mm. uh, and I said, I'm, I'm, honey, I don't know, I'm sorry. I'll figure this out. Well, and that's why. And she wasn't able to hit you? Well, I, every time she'd come to hit me, i started dancing, and she would miss, and then she started laughing, and then she started crying because, you know, well, the gold pieces. And so uh, I'm hoping you can help me. I'm, I'm in a lot of hot water with the missus. Uh, 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 Niles. So I'm here to help. Niles. 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 I'm the Thank Niles. You. I'm hoping oh, you can you are trainable. Man. You are like a pet monkey that can be trained. Cuddles. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, uh, you may have a friend, a companion soon. Save me, Niles. You're my only hope, Niles. Well, well unfortunately for you, you have been bamboozled. You've been a part I'm of sorry, a what? ruse. I've been what? You've been tricked. You've been tomfoolered. Uh, um, what do you mean? Various ploys have been used against you to separate fools and money soon part ways. <laughs> have you heard of this story, uh, uh, Boff? Uh, no, I didn't go to school. I'm so you that. went, so I do recall the Boot Emporium there on 21st mm -hmm. Street. Uh, uh, it's a mace of ill repute. They do a bait and switch. Now, I went back and it was like empty. It was just Everything else is gone. Well, it's a seasonal thing. <laughs> a lot of tourists come when we come, and they try to ply their wares, thinking there's a bargain bin of boots. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you pass by it. And, of course, they saw you were an imbecile with your money, and you quickly took your money, and they gave you what is clearly the boots of dancing. Uh, it's, a, it's, an, it's, a, it's a minor item that was amusing. There's a wizard in the marketplace would generate these as and entertainment for him so that he could walk around and when people would run in terror, they would stead, dance and frolic in front of him and it would please him to no end watching the poor peasants. And you have unfortunately have fallen, fallen upon this. Uh, tell me, Boff, have you been able, unable to take the boots off at any time? Uh, 
I have not tried. Should I try now? You should try. Okay, 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 all right. Uh, let me see. I'll be darned. Wait, hang on. Could you... No, I'm not going to touch you. Could you, you. Here, uh, here. Can someone hold me? Here, stay, can you grab my... Stay, stay. Oh, okay. You want to pull? No. Uh, Attack! I'm, I'm not... I'm not... Ah! Stand. I'm not. I'm not. I can't. That's. I'll be damned. I came right on over here, and I can't take them off. Oh God. Oh golly, Mr. Niles. I sure am in some trouble, aren't I? You are in some trouble. You're what not. I, you're not. You're not in Greyhawk anymore. Why can't I take them off, sir? They, well, that was the that was the ploy of the Wizard of the Marketplace. Thought it would be entertaining to provide allegedly fine. Footwear to his villagers, but they are now cursed to keep them on for eternity. Oh uh, well, uh, how how much? Assuming I can get, a, how would I get them removed? You said, well, you said eternity. That sounds that doesn't sound good. Is there any way? To, any well, you have to go. Well, you could go to the. Uh, you you know there is someone who could help you uh, if you head over to. Castaic and see the master ever all sublime piety, Prince Miraculous Terror. Okay, so ask for the Miraculous Terror. Right, and he may be willing uh, to call upon his deity to have these boots removed from you, but I'm sure it'll be a pretty penny to do, and I'm not sure the benefit. These are very common uh, jokester kind of tricks. I would say if you were able to get them off, or your next of kin after you are slain, uh, they would probably get mm, no more than 500 gold pieces for it. Okay, maybe I could, yeah, maybe I could gift them to a cousin. <laughs> on your goldenrod. Yeah, would you like a goldenrod character sheet to put that on there? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, all right, well. Uh, good luck, Thank Bosh. you. Good luck. Thank you, Niles. It is good to see that, yet again, the world will be rid of one less Cretan. Well, thank you, I... I'm not sure if that's. A, I assume that's a compliment. Thank you. You've seemed to you've come from Crete. So. I'm Cretan. Okay. Well, sir, you are correct. Very those well. are boots of dancing. Ugh, what a terrible fall! No XP for those. Now, here's what's interesting about it. You ready for this? Boots of dancing, five thousand gold fee sale value. Oh, okay, I was Waylander. Yeah, but wait a second. Is that because no? But I, I've got a theory here. Is that because you're basically ripping somebody off? So what these boots say, and I didn't know how to play this. It says that boots of dancing, they are indistinguishable from other magic boots. Yep. And until actual melee combat is engaged in, they will function exactly as if they were one of the other four types of useful boots. So, right. they, so and there's actually only Levitation, other boots of striding. striding, springing. And I randomly rolled for it. So, so you think it's something else, but then when melee... It, when in melee, or if you are fleeing, the boots of dancing will impede hitter's movement. Begin to tap and shuffle here and tap and shuffle, just like Otto's irresistible uh, dance. Uh, so the good news is it's a minus four armor class rating. No savings are possible. No attacks possible. Only remove curse will get rid of it. So I guess the good news is you sell them off as like other magical boots. Is that what you do? Right. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, again... They're useful until you have to be attacked. Now, probably need to go to Otto's Irresistible Dance really quick to see if you can do any. You, you obviously, you can't do much if you're stuck with that. And I think that, I think it actually said in the boots that you can't attack. Let me see. I think the boot entry itself right. said, yeah, the boot entry says, when in melee, 
Hang on, it says. Yeah, you can't do anything except dance. Yes, this is minus four for armor class, no saving throw possible, and no attacks possible. So you're just dancing. You're just dancing. And, you know, again, the thing is, the idea is be killed because you're at minus four. But it doesn't mean you're invincible to attack, so you're just... All right, so you're hard to hit. Huh? Well, wait. Oh, I thought minus four is my AC. Oh, wait. No. Oh. Your armor is wet. Oh. You're worse because oh, you're dancing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Hang on. You're not harder to hit. You're oh, I thought hit. I was like minus four, meaning like, try to hit me. I thought I was like dancing at like an amazing speed. No. Oh, was Lowering the armor class. Oh. Well, lo wait, lowering meaning in a good way. No, lowering in a bad way. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. We don't, we, we norm, we. Oh, minus four, well, minus four from armor class rating. Right. Yeah. Because in negating any consideration of a seal, that's a negative thing. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're in autos. Yes. What page are you on? Page ninety. Oh, because I was just on the the item itself. This could worry, lowering the armor class feature by. Oh, this cavorting, lowering the armor class of the creature by negative four. Okay, so, all right. So it's lowering it by negative four. Right, you're worse. It's not, it's not, le right, all right, fair enough. Because every, everything else is a plus. Yeah. I understand lower because we use descending armor classes feels better. But when you have a curse shield minus two, it doesn't lower, it doesn't improve your armor class right. minus two. It makes it worse. Okay. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.